0: Tuesday nights are the best night of the week. We've been talking about that now for a full year, because tonight, welcome to the Wise Guys, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler. Tonight we start the second season of the show. This is episode 53. Can you believe that?
1: Episode one of season two. Yeah. Of uh, the Wise Guys.
0: So thanks for hanging with us. Go to YouTube and subscribe. We're also on Facebook and Twitch, ysguys.com. And uh, and it's all free, but we're just connecting Cougar Nation around the world one show at a time.
1: Yeah, And hey, we're we're asking you when you get a chance. You, you can watch it for free. You can join for free. Subscribe at wiseguys.com. Um, That's going to get you updates. If we go live at any unusual time during the week, it'll notify you. Um, but also, you can you can get links to clips and things that you'll have interest in uh the email if you join and that's all free but make sure you subscribe to youtube or to twitch or or to both it's free and um you know we've made it a year and and our wives keep telling us that if we get more subscribers, we can keep doing the we show. We can do it another year. Yeah, we can do a whole other year.
0: <laughs> so, so. so we're going to go for that. At YSGuys.com, you can find interviews with Danny Ainge, Marie Osmond, Jimmer Fredette, Ty Detmer, Kyle Van Noy, Mark Pope, Dennis Pitta, Max Hall, Elaine Bradley. It goes on and on. Austin Collie, Matt and Savannah Shaw. There's Amber Whiting, but because it's the start of the second year and this is such a big show, the coach is back and she brought her daughter. So that's how we're rolling into year two. So we're really excited to have the Whiting's here.
1: Who's your favorite guest of the whole first year? Mine was, I'm going to say Amber Whiting. Yeah. I'm going to say the Whitings, And they'll also
0: be our favorite guest for year two. Uh, (laughs) Because tonight we start year two. So ysguys.com, there's so much going on. We say that every week because there's never a week where there's not so much going on.
1: Yeah, and and with the transfer portal these days, does it ever seem like football and basketball can just relax? No. Is, Is there ever a time when there's not something to talk about? It just doesn't seem like there is. Um, and, and so, you know, we'll, we're going to talk a little bit about, about football here tonight. Two new
0: guys, right? Yeah, couple, Two new guys a couple of it. new
1: guys. And, and BYU, if, if we're doing a plus minus for football, and we'll get into this a little bit, boy, they're way, way, way on the plus side right now with the transfer portal.
0: And we mentioned the Whiting's are here. Amari's like one of the highest recruits in the history of the program. Did, did you know that? Yeah, yeah, you knew that. She knew that. She better know that. She has like, to know that. Let's just Everyone say, keeps saying when, it. It's, you, it's true.
1: You know that. When, <laughs> when you are that, you know that. Yeah.
0: So we're excited to talk to her, uh, get an update on her ACL and this season coming up with the Big 12. It's yep. going to be fantastic.
1: Yep. Hey, the golf team preps for NCAA championships. So uh, they had a great last yeah. day. At the uh, at the regionals, so
0: and BYU ends play in the WCC. It's all Big Twelve. Nothing. We'll talk about some of our favorite memories from the West yeah, there's Coast no, Conference. There's
1: nothing. There's so are they? Is BYU officially in the Big Twelve now?
0: July one, but I know that on the
1: paperwork says July one, yeah. but that, that's it. Every competition as an independent in football in the WCC. It's all done.
0: It's all in. And uh, Coach Winding just got back from the Big Twelve meeting, so we're hoping yeah. that she'll share. She'll some She gave us a little insight.
1: I hope we were talking to her before they she and Amari went into the green room, Or whatever color <laughs> that's, that that room that's what it we is. call it. But but before they went in the green room and and she had some positive things. You and I had a really good experience with with the new commissioner, and it sounds like her exposure to the commissioner. We'll ask her a little bit about yeah. uh, you know what he's like and and the kind of vision that he has because I think. Uh, the Big is in great shape, and BYU's in that league, and the, and the commissioner makes a big, big difference. So.
0: Before we get to them, let's jump into some football. BYU now with 19 portal signings, uh, including uh, a young guy we were talking about last week because he was here visiting, uh, Keelan Marion. He comes from UConn. And the buzz inside everything is that this is an NFL kid.
1: Yeah, this is this is a big, big addition to the receiver room. And, and he's got great speed. He's a UConn transfer, and... And early on, they they were targeting him and were hoping to be able to get things academically right so that he could get into a a program, into a grad program, and and things were kind of not looking great, and then they turned, um, and all of a sudden, he was on campus last week, and he had some big schools that were after him, and he's going to jump right in and have a huge impact Um, for BYU he he committed to East Carolina yeah changed his mind I think he really wanted BYU all along um so we were on the show last week when we were doing the show when he was when he committed to BYU because he was on campus um he announced that commitment on Wednesday um six feet 200 pounds great speed great hands goes up and gets the football tracks the ball great ball skills so we're really excited. Um, and remember, BYU already had a pretty solid receiver room before he joined, with with Cody Epps also announcing that he was coming back. Right. Um, and now, now you add Keelan, and it, it's a big deal.
0: Before we get to the next guy, a shout-out to uh, Mike Z, just me, live from Beaumont, Texas. Welcome, Mike. And we're happy to have everyone joining us from around the world. Camden Garrett, cornerback, transfers in from Jay Hill's Former program at Weber State, 5'11 175. He's got a season left. Anybody coming from Weber State on the defensive side of the ball, actually, and on the rush, coming to BYU, you know, has the stamp of approval of Jay Hill. And so I'm all for it. I haven't met this kid, but if Jay Hill likes him, he's got a spot and maybe maybe a starting spot, if not at least a backup at cornerback.
1: Remember that Weber State last year had one of the, if not the top secondary in, in FCS. And, uh, and NFL potential guys there, right? So yeah. um, when you get anybody out of that secondary to, to BYU, you're, you're in great shape, especially guys that have played that many games. And so and BYU was looking for depth at corner. They were looking for depth at safety. Um, when you get a great corner like that, there's an opportunity to maybe take a corner or two that are currently a little taller with some range and go get some more depth at safety by moving them and having them cross train. So, yeah, that's another big get. And believe me, if Jay Hill didn't think they could compete at this level, they wouldn't and, be here. And, and remember, Jay coached in, in the Pac-12. He knows what it takes mm-hmm. to be able to compete. Uh, they would not have offered uh, they would not have offered Camden out of the portal, and so he'll have big impact.
0: Scheduling news: ESPN says they're going to announce the times and locations of the first three games of the season. Uh, next Wednesday, May 31st. Right. So let's look at the Big 12 schedule. And um, so we're just going to get the first three, but Sam Houston's a home game, Southern Utah's a home game, and then at Arkansas, that'll give us, uh, there'll be a jolt of enthusiasm. From one, we'll know what time those games are. We'll then know what time the flyovers are. Right. Because, you know, if they're in the middle of the night, we are not going to get a jet over. Uh, but also, what what channel? And if they're ESPN+, Plus, then that brings in us. Yeah, there's and a chance so, we could be doing those. So anyway, so. Uh, May 31st, Wednesday, they'll announce the first three weeks of the season for everybody. It's not the NFL schedule release, but at least they've caught the vision of, hey, let's do some stuff and generate some buzz.
1: And how different is BYU's schedule? You just saw this schedule in its entirety graphically. And and you have Sam Houston, Southern Utah, and then Arkansas. I think in future years, there won't be Arkansas on the road in that third game. But that was a commitment based on the contract when Arkansas came here. Rarely do you get an SEC team when BYU is an independence to agree to come to Provo, and they did, and BYU honored the return trip down there, which I think is great. But I think I think you'll see a, you know, another G5 game in that third week because there's no reason to go out there and schedule craziness unless it's Utah or you know, if it's if it's Utah on occasion, that's okay. Sure,
0: right? absolutely. Or if there's a
1: big preseason game that they can be involved in. Alabama then, wants yeah. to play. If Bama wants to play in the kickoff classic, go yeah. ahead. Right? You can't be hurt by that. But outside of that, but but notice, Sam Houston and Southern Utah, it's an opportunity to gel. It's an opportunity for the new quarterback to get his feet under him, to get some timing down, to do all of that, to establish depth. The last 10 years, BYU just jumps right into it. And they go P5, 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 and then they're beat up, and they've never really had a chance to explore their depth. And, and it's what's left. right? We're going to play the rest of the season with what's left. This is, this is such a better setup, although... Once they get those first two done, it's on. It's murder's row, <laughs> but it's going to be
0: fun. Athlon announced their all Big 12 preseason honors. So everything's a first uh, right. this, this time around with the Big 12. So here are the Cougars that, that earned some preseason honors. Now, there's a lot of the Big 12 that doesn't know anything about BYU and what we've got so let's run down the list we start with Aiden Robbins he's a thousand yard rusher he makes second team all big 12 big deal I think
1: it's a huge compliment there's a lot of running
0: backs in the big 12 I think
1: that's a huge compliment for him to be preseason second team all conference without having you know coming from UNLV and mind you he's got great film and he's he's legitimate and we know that from watching him play against quality opponents but that's a huge compliment there's good running backs in that league
0: let's go to the third team
1: Cody Epps is on that third team, along with uh, Kingsley Suamata'ia. And, and think about this. You
0: know, the third team, we're talking about 14 teams in the Big 12. Yeah. And there's a lot of, one, there's a lot of receivers. Cody Epps in the third team. Uh, I don't know how many receivers he bumps
1: out by making the third team, but it's more than a few. That's, that's, that's also impressive. Here's the thing, though. Kingsley? Kingsley, I've seen projected in multiple projections to be a first-round draft pick next yeah. year. First-round draft picks aren't on the third team. He right. won't be. He'll be a first-team all-conference guy next year. If he stays healthy, Kingsley will be a first-team all-conference left tackle. On the fourth
0: team, you've got Connor Pay, the center, Tyler Batty, defensive end, Ben Bywater, linebacker, and uh, and Micah Harper, uh, those four on the fourth team.
1: Yeah, I think any recognition that you get at this point as a newcomer to the league is a compliment. And all of those guys worthy. I would not be surprised. Ben Bywater's led this team in tackles two years in a row, and yeah. the defense now is set up to funnel everything to him. He's going to have 100 tackles uh, this year, and so I think you'll see him higher. Tyler's going to be able to come off that edge and rush more. So the skill set of these guys is being recognized by them being on the preseason teams. But but especially on the defensive side of the ball, they haven't seen Tyler Batty or Ben Bywater or even Micah Harper at that strong safety play in this new defense, which is way more aggressive. So their numbers, I think. Will be significantly better than they've been in the past, and they're basing this fourth team on what their numbers have been in the past.
0: Hobbs Nyberg, fourth team, as a punt returner.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's cool. And Hobbs is going to get quite a bit of play in slot receiver this year. He's like he's now up in the where he'll be in that rotation at inside receiver.
0: So those are the all Big Twelve preseason honors from Athlon. There'll be others, but this is the first list out today, and uh, and so it's fun to talk about it. Overall records, College Football Report put something out. The overall records of the 2020s. So and remember we started 2020 with, with COVID, that was the COVID season, right? Right, right. 2021, 22 and we're getting ready for 23. So number 1, the overall record belongs to Georgia at 37 and 3. Yeah, no kidding. Alabama's number 2, you figure at 37 and 4. Those are two uh, not
1: surprises. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I think the wins and losses are against each other. Cincinnati of the Big 12 in at 31 and 6. Clemson at 31 and 8. Yeah, and, then and then you got Notre Dame. Yeah,
1: and it's and I think Cincinnati is one that I didn't think of. Like, if you would have just said to me, hey, name the top 10 programs in college football in terms of wins for the last 10 years, I don't know what I would have thought. I wouldn't have thought of Cincinnati, but they're absolutely, they've been phenomenal. They've been in the college football playoff. Yeah. And so very deserving and and great record. Clem, you, you always think of Clemson, Georgia, not in that order. You think of Georgia, Alabama, Clemson in that order.
0: And and then you throw Ohio State in there. They're right. at number six at and 29 so and five. Notre Dame
1: actually surprised me that they're 30 and eight. Yeah. And they play a pretty good schedule every year, right? So so Notre Dame's at fifth. Ohio State's at six at 29 and five. Notre Dame at 30 and eight.
0: Hey, look who's number seven.
1: I actually was surprised by this. Did, did you go, what?
0: Yeah. That's why I said, oh, we're talking about this on the show.
1: 29 and nine.
0: BYU at number seven best, the seventh best overall record in college football since the start of 2020. We're That's, counting the well, 2020 season. And
1: when you count their 2022 Pac-12 championship or 2021 <laughs> yeah, Pac-12 they championship. They did get that. They did get that.
0: Right behind BYU, there's Michigan at uh, 27 and 7. Then Oklahoma State. But and Big number 12. Number 10 Oklahoma of the Big 12. But BYU sitting there at number 7 yeah. over the last, uh, since 2020. Isn't that amazing? Three seasons.
1: Yeah, and Utah's not in the top 10? No. So we'll just leave that at that.
0: (laughs) Here's another one that's interesting. At Super West Sports tweeted an interesting stat. The most touchdowns in the last 10 years. Most touchdowns since 2013. Let's just take a look back a
1: decade, right?
0: And you got Oregon number one. This is teams in the West. Mm -hmm. Oregon number one with 430, and that's number four nationally.
1: Right, because I think we could talk about the same team. I think Bama, Georgia, Clemson are probably one, two, three, and then Oregon's four, right? No, actually, I think Oklahoma might be in that top three.
0: Then you got Boise State at 384. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, BYU, number three, 372, followed by Washington at 342, and then UCLA. So those are the top five. Yeah, that's,
1: that's impressive.
0: Uh, in the last 10 years scoring touchdowns here in the West.
1: Yeah, that's that's BYU. In, and, you know, BYU's been a little up and down defensively. I expect them to be really good this next year defensively. Yeah. But if they can keep it rolling offensively, you know what the key to that is? Good quarterback play year after year. And and BYU hopefully has their third NFL quarterback in a row that's going to suit up this fall. Right. Right. They've had, they've had back-to-back quarterbacks drafted.
0: You know, and we had uh, Jake Redslaff on uh, BYU Sports Nation the other day. Mm-hmm. He thinks he's going to be the fourth, and he just might be. He could be. He's in a system that produces NFL quarterbacks.
1: Yep. And he was the top jo- ju- junior college quarterback in the country last year.
0: Some key so. dates before we get the whiting's in here. July 1st. BYU joins the Big 12. Later that day, Journey rocks the Stadium of Fire. It's going to be awesome. And
1: you're you're hosting, right?
0: Yeah, I've got some of that stuff, which will be good. Are you going to
1: hang with Journey back there?
0: I will do some hanging with Journey. Can I
1: come back with you?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I might even come on stage and sing faithfully instead of their singer.
1: Okay, I do not need to hear that. That would never
0: happen. (laughs) July 12th and 13th, uh, Big 12 Media Days in Arlington, Texas. Mm -hmm. And then NFL Rookies Report on the 18th. That means Hall, Nakua, Freeland, and all the free agent signees going into camp for BYU. That's right.
1: And then uh, how about July 25th when we start our first, after further review, the first episode will be um, Eleven weeks from tonight, it'll be our tenth season of After Further Review.
0: That's how close we are to football. Eleven weeks. That's not yeah, that long.
1: It's kind of fun, and when we look look to that, once that gets going, then there's. It seems like there's news all year long, but once that get go, it gets going, there's news then big time every week.
0: Somebody twisted an ankle. Yeah, or had no, their that's nails not the done, kind of news. Everything every well, day. Their nails there's done, something that's good. That's good.
1: So uh, August third, the Jets and Zach Wilson. Will line up uh, against the Browns and Sione Takitaki in the NFL Hall of Fame game. So the be really the, of the, the, NFL the season. only
0: good thing about that game is that once it comes on, it's on NBC. Once it's on, then football's on every single week until the Super Bowl. Yeah, college, pro, whatever. Yep. Uh, but it has to show up, and it happens to show up in the Hall of Fame game. That's why I watch. Even though after two minutes, there's no one that you've ever recognized on the field. Right.
1: And and last year, you know, we would have said early in the season. Well, the Jets are playing, but we're not going to see much of Zach because he's their starter. But now, with Rodgers there, I, Zach Someone's could play, play a lot of snaps in that game. So, and he should. And Sione's coming back from an injury, so Sione will probably play a lot of snaps. So we'll see a couple of BYU guys with a lot of snaps in that game. that will so be
0: fun. Just around the corner, August 3rd, and then, of course, September 2nd, Sam Houston at BYU. All right. Are we ready for the Whiting's? Yeah. I think everyone's ready. Come who's on going, in. Who's going where? Come on in. Coach is over there. Amari's over here. Okay. Our guests tonight represent the present and the future of women's basketball at BYU. Well, and the past. And the past. Amber Whiting just finished her first season as the Cougars head coach, and her daughter Amari is a four-star guard who will suit up for BYU this winter. Put those headsets on. Welcome to the Wise Guys. Coach, welcome back. Is it? Um, do you feel like, uh, and then DJ's going to hit their mics. We'll yeah, be yeah, ready. DJ's going to podge Does you up. Does it feel uh, extra special to know this is the first show of the second year? of this show, and the two of you are headliners.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that. It's crazy.
1: And, yeah. and the Amber was our favorite guest for the first year. <laughs> yeah, you have to we say
2: established that, that earlier. With giving you the eyes. <laughs> and, and does it feel like...
1: Well, Trent told me, like, was that your best show? I'm like, it was our best show, Trent.
2: <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> Do you feel like you've been here a long time? I mean, it's just one season, but it seems like it was more than that. Does it?
2: Yeah, no, I got the job May 20th. Yeah. And so somebody was just talking to me today, and I've had it for a year, and it just is like... That year, snap, and it's gone.
1: She got the job on my birthday. I'm going to remember <laughs> from this point forward that she became the head coach on my birthday. Your
0: birthday was last week? Yeah. I didn't wish you a happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's okay. I don't, Let's I just skip me. I'm
1: downplaying. I've been going backwards for a few years. Yeah. Like every year, how old are you? I'm a year younger. Amari, what,
0: what does it mean to be a four-star recruit? What's that feel like?
3: <laughs> Feels pretty normal, I'd say.
0: Because you're always a four-star, or it's just normal meaning... It's just nothing's different.
3: No, nothing's different. I mean, I'm just playing basketball, and I don't really see myself as a four star. I just see myself as a basketball player. So, does it bring <laughs>
0: any added pressure
1: early?
3: Um, I would say so, yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just playing the sport I love. So,
1: <laughs> so, so for, for for mom and coach, um, you've got a four star recruit here, but but this was also a really good deep recruiting class. I, I, arguably, I'm not even gonna say arguably, it's best recruiting class BYU's ever signed. And, and so how do you keep the pressure, the right pressure on this group to perform because of their talent, but not too much pressure that they, that they play tight? That's kind of a balancing act. What do you do to, to keep this really talented group in the right headspace?
2: Uh, well, first of all, you don't talk about it right? Like you don't add that pressure onto them. I think I just, they're the type of kids. They all have a common thread for me. They all like to play defense. They all like to get after it and they all love basketball and they all play for the right reasons. And so you just hold them accountable. Every day they come in practice, they're still freshmen. They stars. I mean, yes, I know, but they don't mean anything anymore. We're on to the big 12 now and this is what they signed up for. This is why they came. And so you just, every day you walk in practice like you get to play the game you love but you also get to earn every single minute that you're out there.
0: Are you a little bit surprised? I I was reading through the bios of all, all the recruits you've brought in and we already know the ones who are returning. Um, Every one of them is some, superstar in their own spot, whether it's at Lone Peak or Nevada or, uh, or coming from Oregon. Um, This is a, and we've talked about it a lot on this show. It's, it's the, the most talented recruiting class in the history of the program. If you just look at the stars and things attached to names. Um, Matt, you did that one year.
2: Um, like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't, I look at it how we have to mesh these kids together, right? So you look at like, when you go out, out on the Adidas circuit or the Nike circuit, whatever, all these kids are coming from their roles on their teams, which are superstars. And when they come together on the circuit out, whatever sh- shoe circuit they play, they find their role. And so we're going to have our European tour. We're going to have a summer together and I feel like they'll all find their role and they want to win. And that's, what's most important. I,
1: I, it, it's great timing for you guys. Cause you don't get to take a European trip every year um, to have that trip be this year, right? With this huge. big group of new folks, how, how important is this trip going to be to getting this team to mesh and play with one another?
2: Yeah, it's huge. And not just on, on the basketball court. It's a lot of off the court stuff too. Like I've, talk to the uh, my players about, like, their parents are welcome to tag along. I'll give them the dates where we're playing, but that's it. Like, I want my players to hang together, to be together, to just gel. And so um, every, t- every city we move to, I'm mixing up the rooming lists, and we're just going to – they're going to get to know each other, old and new. And the old – well, the old players, but the players that were here last year, the returners, they have a lot to teach these young ones coming in and the new ones coming in, and so I'm excited for them to be able to – lead them in that
0: way. Shout out to everybody watching. John, by the way, it's good to have you with us. Uh, let us know where you are dialed in from around the world, and we'll try to give you shout outs as we dive deeper into Wise Guys here on this Tuesday. A couple of big things just happened. You just got back from the Big 12 meetings. Hold that thought. Okay. You just walked at Timpview and picked up your high school diploma. <laughs> what was that like for you? Um, I mean, most of your stuff was in Idaho, yeah. but you finished at Timpview.
3: Yeah, um, it was pretty... Fun, I would say I mean I didn't think that I would even walk just because I was already at BYU but um, you got yeah, go back it felt kind it. of good to just like close my high school book and actually be able to just move on now and know that you know it's
1: time to work so so, so you so you graduated and walked with graduation but you were enrolled at BYU in January right so that you could work, you could work out with the team and work with the trainers and do all of that how did that work?
3: Well, because I tore my ACL, I just didn't feel like like I didn't want to just sit at high school, and I only needed a couple credits, so I thought that getting ahead in school would be a smart decision, and I would be able to rehab at BYU and have access to, you know, the uh, facilities and the trainers, and so um, I just graduated early. I took a class online, and I picked up an extra class, and then I just started taking some classes at BYU and just rehabbing there, so.
0: we're we're going to ask you about your knee in a minute yeah let's go back to these big 12 meetings welcome back by the way (laughs) so you're in paradise with your family having a great vacation and they Mm -hmm. go from there right to the fire of the big 12 what were you most impressed about in your meetings
2: um well the commissioner let out and he is very inspirational and has a really forward-thinking type of way um i was excited well and i was a little bit like hesitant you know like you have you're in this room of all these because it was the men's and women's coaches to see right but then i started to realize like there's six new coaches on the women's side that have never coached in the big 12 um the four new ones coming in and then tcu and west virginia are both new so we're all in the same boat most of us together and it was just interesting to see everybody's outlook and output and to just get to know people you know and sit down with people and so you realize everybody's human and fighting the same battles that you're fighting in the portal or in, in all the things and so it's just interesting to get everybody's take on what's going on so you,
1: you mentioned when we were talking uh, before the show you guys you guys came early and we got to visit for a minute that that the commissioner um i, th- I think your words were he's just got a great vision mm-hmm. he's got a great vision and you said he's awesome what 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 do you mean by that? And and what do folks that are just listening all over the place, by the way? I saw last Linda there. Murray's like, I'm in Colorado. We'll ask your question. I'm in Wasilla, Alaska. But last week we had, we have Corey Yoshimura from Japan all the time. We're somebody oh, I thought from, we were in the Philippines we're last week. in the week. Philippines last week. So, wow. so that Cougar Nation thing. Yeah. What, yeah. what yeah. can you tell the Cougar Nation out there about this commissioner that will give them confidence that this is a great league and it's going to have a future?
2: Well, he's uh, looking forward to like and thinking outside the box of how to make us the best conference, right? Like outside of the SEC, ACC, he wants to make us the best. And so the ideas that he has, and I can't really share those because they haven't come, but the ideas that he has um, and the people he's going after and the things that he's trying to do within the Big 12 are really, really cool. And I'm excited to be the pioneer of it and to just hop on and try and do my,
0: my part. Did he share with you any scheduling stuff? (laughs) Judged by that smile, I think the answer is yes.
1: (laughs) I think that's a yes. What can
0: you tell us that's coming for women's basketball at the Um, Big 12?
1: So it's this
2: huge algorithm, and it was really, there's a lot of arguments with it, but we will be playing like a certain amount of teams twice. And then I think it's like, eight teams once or five teams. Anyways, I don't know, but you have, you're playing the top four teams once, the bottom four teams once, but we all had to rank them. And so the, that's when the arguments came in because you got four new schools coming in they haven't played there.
0: So you have a list of 14 teams.
2: Yes. And also some of us have portals and haven't finished the roster. And so we don't know how it's going to look, but you got to rank them and they're going to ba- base the schedule off of this. And so I think year one, especially with 14, will be a little bit of trial and error, right? But then- if those two or the top, those two leave and then other ones come in like i still think it's a work in progress but i don't they also said percentage will matter more than record does that make sense cuz there'll be too many ties yep. because we right. only play two right. anyway so i just we got to win That's
1: all. So I'm interested to know if we're going to have a Lauren Gust and Shaylee Gonzalez reunion night at some point during the season. At the Marriott Center. At the Marriott Center with (laughs) BYU in Texas. Can you tell us that?
2: No, I don't know who we're playing. I don't know if we're playing Texas Swans or not, but that would be fun. (laughs) If you get them twice,
1: then we know that's That That would be really fun. Would (laughs) you be (laughs) okay with that to play Texas in the Marriott Center? I'd be okay with that. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that would be really fun. We just saw the
0: uh, soccer schedule, and we saw the women's volleyball schedule that was put out last week, and there just comes some buzz with seeing – your name and those teams. Yeah. And, and, you know, for the coach, it might be heartburn, but for the fans, it's like, oh, Oklahoma's coming, or Texas is coming. Um, when, when are we going to see the schedule?
2: Um, I think they're going to start, well, we got to finish our non-con first. I think we have one or two left. But then after that, I don't think it's ours is coming out until mid-June, maybe July. Oh, okay. Um, July 1st is, like, kind of the kickoff date of, like, the website, welcome the new schools. Like, they might be rebranding a little bit. They they really want to lean into the Big 12 um, thing, even though we have 14 teams, but always make sure that we're that and just lean into that. And so, yeah, July 1st, I think, is like a huge kickoff.
0: BYU women's basketball coach Amber Whiting, her daughter Amari, freshman at BYU on the Wise Guys tonight, live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and wiseguys.com. Send us your questions. One from uh, Linda, coach, and, and then... We're seriously going to talk about your knees. (laughs) We haven't forgotten about that. we're going to come back to that. Uh, Linda Murray writes, how did you find the international players that were signed? Uh, And she thinks that'll be a a huge help to the team and and looking forward to getting to know them. How how tough was it to find international kids?
2: Uh, We have a connection in Spain, and so we call her a lot right yeah um and so that's how we found that one and then the one from egypt she's actually playing in ohio for her senior year in high school six three yes big body Uh uh-huh and so but uh, she didn't commit so the spain girl committed to us came and did her official in december and fell in love and you know want to come. And then the one from Egypt, she came with her dad. I want to say in January and it we had a home game and right, it we was saw her there. Yes, and she and she just lit up and he really likes our strength and conditioning guy because he's a, you know. Oh yeah. And so it was just awesome to have them on campus and that's I feel like for me the hardest part if I can get them on campus. I feel like it takes care of itself. Everybody falls in love with BYU and the atmosphere that we have here and how it is. And so that's my number one goal with every single recruit is to get them here.
1: Get get them on campus and let them feel the culture. Um, Yeah, Interestingly, you you mentioned – oh, I wanted to tell you, you said she's a big body. Man, I got, I got in big yeah. trouble for saying that one time. <laughs> well, like, what, what are we supposed to say, Amari? <laughs> like, because, so, so Gene McNulty, I don't hey, know if you guys three, know who Jean is. Do you, know big Gene body. Ma- do you know Gene? McNulty? McNulty was a two-time first-team All-American in the final Sullivan Award at University of Montana when they were ranked in the top ten. Really, really great player. And now she works with agents and stuff in the WNBA. But one time we were talking, and she's like, Blaine, don't ever say she's a big body. And I go, well, what do I say? And she says, say she's good size. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm like wow, and she's got great size inside. So that's so, why. I don't know, man. Like, we I, we, we I call like, them bigs, right? We call yeah, them bigs, I call right? Them bigs,
2: but I like. I always tell my players, I want them strong as possible, right? And so right. That,
0: Big and strong. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. So right. we call. I just thought, man, I got lectured by Gene McNulty. I'm not I'm just gonna say she's good size. That's what I'm gonna say, is if that, if that works. But, um, so so international players, like, how much of a role do you see them playing? Uh, moving moving forward? Like, is there a percentage in your mind? Is it one or two a year? Or does that become a big part of the roster moving forward, do you think?
2: Um, well, I, and I also have Smiler and Ari from New Zealand, that's right? right? Yeah. And so, like, I feel like, I mean, we do need to reach out outside of the United States. But also, that's not like a... I don't know, a checkbox that you have to have, right? Like, I just want the best of the best. And people that love this place and fall in love and fit our culture. And so that's a huge part. But these girls are going to be really, really good. And I feel like they're learning from, like, Atika is, she's looking up, she she loves Lauren. Like, idolizes her, right? And so she's trying to be Lauren in the next two or three years, right? And so for having her in practice and to be able to do that with her, that's just that's one of the benefits. of So doing you've
0: her. let her know that in two or three years you expect her she, to be the number the, one rebounder the in the country. Yeah, that's so. great. It's good
1: to have those. <laughs> I, I want to ask Amari about Lauren, but let's first let's hear about her knee first. So, so you tore your ACL. Um, were you you've been in rehab for how long now? Uh, seven months. Okay,
0: I can tell you this. Uh, since um, I live in the Timview area, right? When word came that you were moving here and that you were coming. And all of a sudden, is going, we're winning a state championship. Yeah, they we're going
1: to win a state championship. And what was
0: it, the first day of practice or something close to it? You tore your ACL. What happened?
1: No,
3: I i was on my official at BYU, and we were playing pickup, and I tore it then.
0: During the official visit. Oh. During my official that visit. That makes it even more sad.
1: Ironic. I know. I know.
0: But, uh, you know, welcome to BYU. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 so, and
1: um, so seven months. So you're running, and you're, you're doing... You're not in contact drills yet, right? No. So so how far are you out from being able to just go full go and be able to be involved in contact and all of that?
3: So in two months I'll be able to, you know, actually scrimmage and be in contact. So when we leave for Italy, that'll also be my first games back. But I'm just gonna kinda get my feet wet and then uh, first season I'll for sure be ready to go. So
0: plenty what, of time. What's it been like to be hurt?
3: Um, it's definitely been different. I feel like I've had to like mentally become stronger um, and just kind of find other ways, uh, I guess, to be happy. It sounds like kind of dumb, but... um, No, it's real life. Yeah. It's
0: it's what we all deal with, yeah.
3: Yeah, like I feel like basketball is just like something that I was able to just, you know, like if I'm stressed, go, you know, go hoop. If I'm mad, go hoop. Like it just is like an escape for me. And so when I didn't have that, um, I just kind of had to rely on other things and realize, okay, I'm Amari Whiting, but I'm also... You know, like not only just a basketball player, like I can be myself without basketball. Um, so I would say that and just like learning, like seeing the game from sitting on the bench, is it's like way different. I was, felt like I was able to like see more things and like um, while people were playing, like I was able to just like, I, and they probably didn't care that I was coming up to them, but I would go up to them and be like, hey, look for Lauren on the backside or this is wide open. And so it's just like, I feel like I was able to see more things. And I think that when I come back, it'll be um, something that I can, definitely utilized just because i see it definitely. you know you
1: hear that from a lot of athletes that have an injury and have to sit out during a season like i'm a, you you've been a the top player on your team since you were little you've never sat and watched ever no so it's a complete it's a completely new experience for you and and you get to learn right so how anxious are you now that the game was taken away from you for a season to get back out there and be able to play with your teammates
3: oh i'm super anxious i mean like just watching practices and i mean like just seeing them work like it makes you that much hungrier and i know like just getting back a little bit like i was able to do one drill pull-ups and i swear like the next 10 days i was doing them as much as i could like it's just something that like i'm chomping at the bit and so i feel like i'll never take it for granted ever again
0: (laughs) Uh, Trent, yeah, Trent Whiting yeah, you see is Trent says uh, here, you see that? chimed in. Uh, Mari can't guard me. Is what he said.
3: Actually, saying. when we were in Hawaii, we had a shooting competition and asked Trent if he won because I'm pretty sure. Pretty so shooting. you outshot him? Oh, I outshot him and Jace. Because Pops and can sh- <laughs> shoot it.
1: Pops can shoot it. I know Amber can shoot it. Oh, he so,
3: definitely can shoot. Yeah. So, but
1: you you beat the whole family. Were you number the whole one
3: family? Number so one. <laughs> see
1: that's why he didn't say Amari can't shoot as well yeah. as me. So he said you, he can said, guard you can't, him. can't guard because
2: he plays bully ball. Like,
1: yeah, that's, that's
0: it. That
3: right. If we were running like doing full court one on one, he would be gassed. And that would
0: definitely. <laughs> <run>. <laughs> He's old, so what's it's it like like for the mom and the coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you want your guard back as mm-hmm. fast as possible. She's also your daughter who has a, a four-year college experience ahead of her and life um and you're dealing with an acl how cautious will you be
2: a lot very very cautious like i think i puked the first day right <laughs> like <laughs> i remember after she got hurt because uh, i actually was sitting up and i actually saw it happen and she tried to hop back up and then she didn't and i just like i know my kid right like she i knew she was hurt because of she's tough she just hops back up and so um it, it was hard. It was hard on all of us. Uh, I gave her five minutes in the shower to cry and scream. And then, sorry. And then it was forward thinking, like new goals. It's got like whatever we had put it on the past, like new goals. New, what are you going to do for next year? What are you going to do to be ready, right? And so we just really uh, turned our mindsets. But then like the three or four days later, Smiler went down under the basket, almost the same spot. And I literally went in the training room and I said to Jeff, like, I can't, like, this, What what is that feeling? You know what I mean? He's like, you'll yeah. get used to it. It's fine. I was like, okay.
1: <laughs> you get used to it? I don't know if you I ever get used to it. You yeah, don't ever get yeah, used to it. So I'm, you learn I mean, to deal with it better, but you never get used to
2: yeah, it. Yeah, so watching her the first couple times when we worked out together, like, it made me a little bit, like, nauseous and precaution. but then today it was fun. Like, I was like, start at half court. Let's go. Like, you know, and just, just putting her through a little bit of drills today. It was fun. Yeah.
0: How valuable has the Italy trip then become just to Give her a little bit of combat before the games count for real.
2: I think it. Want, I think for her is like trusting yourself again and trust and being confident in it, right? Yeah. I don't. I don't want her to push two or three minutes here and there. Like that's about it. I want her for January, February, March, right? Like I want to make sure that we're good for then. So pushing her, I, they've been told by doctors and trainers, really doesn't help us. The longer we can stave it off, the stronger she can get, and the more. Locked in, I guess
0: it becomes so. How many shots can you get off in two minutes?
2: Two minutes, like with a gun
3: or
0: with my armory? <laughs> if, if you're in the game in Italy and you know you have two minutes.
3: Oh, I'll just
0: pull from
1: anywhere. Oh, <laughs> she won't be in <laughs> two minutes. When, when, Jimmer was play, when, we, when Jimmer was playing, I can't remember what game I, in post game I said, when I'm like, on that one, we just came across half court, like. You just felt like it was just okay, and he's like, "I felt like it was okay to shoot as soon as I got off the bus plane." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's Jim, right, that's the mentality." He was open when he got off the bus; he was going to shoot it, right? Yeah. You feel that way too?
3: Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> maybe, maybe when I get a little bit more into it, then uh, we'll see. That's but. gonna be an,
0: uh, that's gonna be an awesome experience overseas for that reason and for the bonding of this group, Lauren Gustin was one of the stories in the offseason, went to the portal. She's a grad student. So, you know, I don't have a problem. I know no coach wants that. You get your degree. I think you have the right to look around. She looked around and saw BYU was the right spot for her last year. So she comes back. As you look back at that experience, does Gustin then kind of look at this season even more determined to make an impact, considering that she could have left and chose to come back? Does she come back more determined to fight in the Big 12 and lead the team?
2: Well, when she left and went to do that, like, honestly, like you say, like, she did graduate. She has a right to look around, and I supported her in that. Um, and she wanted to go visit a school, and I let her – I mean, not let her, but I said, please go do that, but then I want to Please, talk. please, please, think
0: about it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I want to Run this stuff so, by me, right? Like,
1: after, after you've no, had these thoughts, run it by but me. But when she
2: came back, and we sat down as a staff with her, and we, like – kind of highlighted in the rafters where her jersey will hang once she breaks all these records right she will always be remembered at BYU and this is her legacy and this is she I remember last year uh, the first of the year she talked about being able to play Texas right Mm -hmm. and being able to be our face going into the big 12 and she sat
0: right here where Amari is and talked about Taking on a Shaylee, at yes. the Marius Center yes. in a she's Texas game. Ex- she's yeah. excited
2: about it, right? And so I just reminded her about that, but I also reminded her like everything that we've been through this year and her growth and how much I want her to support her. So her leaving, she might not mean as much to another team as she means to us, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And she's like our solid like. I mean, we need her, you know, her screens, her rebounding, her scoring, like everything that she grew in last year is going to be amplified even that much more, having more pieces around her.
1: Yeah, she, She's an engine. Amara, I was going to ask you, you're, we, we talk about you as a shooter. You're not just a shooter, you're a scorer, but, but as a shooter, how important is it to have someone like Lauren inside rebounding, getting the ball out so you guys can get out and transition, getting offensive boards and put backs, how important is it to have that as a piece of the team that you're playing on?
3: Uh, it's very important. Like, obviously, I don't want to have to go do that by myself. I mean, like, just having Lauren, um, like, I just – when I think of it, I just get chills. Like, she is, like, one of the best, if not the best, um, like, bigs you can get out there. And so, like, I just saw how she helped last season, um, the season before that, and I think, like, she'll even have a bigger role um, coming into this next season. And so – I mean, it's, it's a guard's stream, that's for sure. So.
0: Does it give you confidence uh, when you have a dominant rebounder? Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about this last year's team uh, and the outside shooting you've brought in for this. But, but it's, I would think that it's like, hey, I can shoot this, and, um, and if I miss, it's going to come back out. It's going <laughs> to come back out to me or this player or this player as opposed to a one and done.
3: Well, I mean, I hope it doesn't always come back out to me. I hope she finish, goes up and finishes herself because she's awesome at that too. But yeah, it gives me a lot of confidence. I mean, like it, it makes you feel like you have more freedom. Yeah. And I think the whole team um, will just—I mean, we all respect her. I mean, she does the dirty work and we like it. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it's not just about the rebound. You mentioned all those other things, Amber, with with the way she sets screens and the way she defends, and like she does a lot of little things that make a huge difference in, in a game. And there were games this last year, a couple that we called, where I'm just like, is she going to get every rebound in this game? <laughs> like, I was like, she's not going to let anybody else get a rebound. We go a, a period of four or five minutes, I'm like, she's getting every rebound. That's it. She's going to go for 40 this game.
2: <laughs> well, and outside of her rebounding, like, she has a nose for the ball, right? So yeah. that that's what sets her up. But, like, if you ever watch her when the guards drive, when Nani drives, Nani's made some really nice passes. She relocates very good. And so some of my favorite – you know, the shovel scoop or the pocket, bag, and she just is there to get it because she's always in the right spot. So that's what's exciting too.
0: And she's kind of, Nani has kind of gotten lost a little bit in the off-season buzz of in comes this class. Is Gustin coming back? Is not, and then that was the big story. But but having Nani back as a junior uh, is priceless, isn't it?
2: Oh yeah, she has so much experience. I mean, think about the shoes that she had to fill last year and the yeah. minutes she had to play, right? And so the growth that happened there and so now i mean i talked to her like having the class come in like this is help for her so she doesn't have to do you know bring out the ball and go about the pick and roll and make sure and score 20 and, yes, all those things all those things and so it will free her up a lot so she can do those things almost easier but still have the same type of stats and so that's what she's excited also plug why don't you get Nanie and kingsley on here
1: yeah. yes <laughs> That's a good oh. idea. A good <laughs> That's idea. a great <laughs> idea We really yes. like were gonna, talking about it earlier. Yeah, that, like, no, we're going to make get, a note of that. Let's get the And man, we always league. we have we have this thing going by the way, who are you? No, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Amari. I was oh. going to say, who are you dating right now, Amari? Because we always make a big Balding. deal. We Wilson. <laughs> Wilson. There's only one love right now. And it's the ball It's Wilson. It's Wilson. It's Wilson. Yeah, we're a Nike team, aren't we? Don't we play with Nike basketball? Yeah, yes. Nike. You're, she's dating Nike right now. <laughs> As we, we, we always make a big deal because um, there's some really, really high level athletes that have gotten married, and we always tease about, well, we're recruiting their kids right now, like Nani and Kingsley's. Yes. I still think Bronson and Hillary, though. Bronson Kafusi yeah. and Hillary yeah. Smith, two-time All-American goaltender that's like 6'1". Oh, wow. Um, and then Bronson, who's a National Football League defensive end at 6'9", and they're both huh. crazy athletes. So I'm like, yes, we want their kids right now. <laughs> yes, we want
0: them. Absolutely. <laughs> so. you, gotta, you can't start early enough. Uh, in this. <laughs> you can't start early enough. BYU women's <laughs> basketball coach so. Amber Whiting and her daughter Amari, who's preparing for her first season at BYU, is on Wise Guys tonight. We shout out to Houston, Texas. And uh, a variety of other places. Thank you for being with us tonight. Um, here's what I'm most excited about, and then you can chime in with your opinion. Uh, but outside shooting was a challenge last season uh, for you, and, and so you and your staff went out to get some shooters. Amari averaged a 25.4. Kaylee Woolston, 19.7. Jenna, aside 25.8. In one high school game, she made 10 three-pointers, scored 43 points. I watched her video It's like oh my gosh Um, played 10 games at Oregon so she has three years of eligibility and you have others as well but how about the shooters how do you feel about the shooters that you've gone and picked up
2: well I think at the first of the season our shooters were very timid I would say right like I don't think that they understood Um, but then it became very apparent like midway through the year we started really harping on to shoot the ball because they would sit girls In on Lauren, two and three, you know what I mean? And so even driving lanes weren't open because of that, and they wouldn't, and they were hesitant to pull the trigger, or, right? So by the end of the season, I mean, I think Emma in that San Francisco game and Smiler hit some big ones and Ari yeah. hit some big ones, right? And so I feel like they started to come into it. So I got, I have shooters returning, right? And then you add in all those other ones, you can't sit on Lauren anymore. Like right. she can go one-on-one. And then the driving lanes become open if they want to pinch in. Then we got kicks. Like it just it makes the spacing of the court become really, really big. And it's like a player's dream.
1: And it's not as someone like Emma with size that can go out and shoot is a big deal, too, Huge. because now one of the bigs has to run out and chase her out there. Mm-hmm. And the spacing on the floor is, I, I felt like she developed as much as anyone last year. What about her development throughout the season?
2: Oh, she was incredible by the end of the season. And I felt like she got used to playing on the outside and perimeter and how to work off Lauren. And they became very good at the high-low game. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember Nani's. Uh, Percentages her her freshman year, right? They were insane. So when she has help and doesn't have to do all of like. Because think other... of the
0: players she was playing with her freshman yes. year. Yes. And yeah. so
2: then if she did, I mean, she can get out and go too and knock down some shots. Like that will be, that's a lethal. Is
0: yeah. that what you're yeah. excited about?
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know Lauren's excited it's, it's, about
0: not getting double teamed like ever again. And uh,
1: Amari, isn't it nice to be, if you've got great teammates, so, Nani last year, you know, we did some of the games. We talked to the other coach, and they're like, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're not going to help off of Nani, mm-hmm. so we're not going to leave her. And then we're going to pack it in against Lauren and dare other people to make shots. And then when Emma's making shots, then all of a sudden Nani gets better looks. And then
0: games where they weren't making shots were games that, they, that right. went the other way. That's what right? they, that
1: they were struggling. And yeah. so, so, you as a scorer, how important is it to have other folks that can do this so that you don't have to be the focal point of everybody's defense?
3: Um, I mean, basketball gets a lot easier when everyone has to defend. Um, I feel like you can always find a weak link or, you know, find, like, something that works. Um, like, the transition from high school to AU, like, AU is my favorite just because everyone can hoop. And so everyone's got to step up and defend. And if you don't, show. so
1: Yeah, it definitely shows if you can't defend. <laughs> let's, let's talk about defense a little bit because last year it seemed like when we talked almost a year ago, it was a little mm-hmm. less than a year ago because you had just gotten the job and you came in and we loved that. Defense was a big theme for last year. Like we are going to defend, right? And and then shooting developed as a season. What what's the theme this year? Does it start with defense again, or yes. or, or do we Always. transition, or no, do we no, no, transition no. into a team that goes out and outscores <laughs> scores people?
2: No, we have to defend because honestly, it transitions into your offense. Right? You can get out and run. You get a rebound. You get a steal, and then transition starts. And so. Obviously, we're gonna always start with defense, and we did a pretty good job at certain points this year and kept a lot of teams underneath their scoring averages. Um, But I will always defend. Like you can't go
1: away from that.
2: That's my.
3: Have you
1: seen Have you seen film of your mom?
3: No, (laughs) I'm (laughs) (laughs) told.
1: Oh, she could defend.
3: Oh, I believe it. That's all she is preaching to us. So. Yeah, no, it's
0: and your dad on the other hand was out there just waiting for a yeah, free point shot. Yeah, your dad was
1: like doing this, like, hey, I'm open, I'm out open here. every time.
2: <laughs> Let's rewind to when Trent coached Amari and how much fun. Oh my gosh, yeah. When my mom uh, like got the job,
3: she had to obviously quit being her AAU coach, yeah. and so my dad stepped in <laughs> and. <laughs> I, all of us girls like he called a timeout, and the whole only thing he talked about was offense, offense, offense. And then we all like kind of, and then we, like broke and went out, and all of us kind of like looking at each other like, okay, that was different. Like
1: what? <laughs> <Did> <laughs> he, he played a different game. He ran from the top of the key to the top of the key. Yeah, it was of, it was an course. easy game for it. him, right? Yep, that yep, was yep. it because he <laughs> just he was defending the other the other team's perimeter guy, and he was just running and, and spotting up and knocking down shots. Some right?
0: people think that the best way to win a game is to score more. Than the other team, and then some coaches think the best way to win a game is to keep the other team from scoring, you know, at all or at least reasonable. Right. And the law of averages are going to end up on your side, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is that yeah, That's your school. I have
2: some. I have some staff members that have <laughs> offense first and foremost. And so, For example, so keep, Lee
0: Kamar, Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Lee loves offense too. Lee like, loves he,
1: offense. Lo-
2: he wants to shoot one hundred threes a game. So wow. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't that much. But yes, they keep me balanced. So.
0: Your scouting report, and correct me if we if we have it wrong, um, your big time scorer, and, and you have all the stats and all that, but you're more of a defensive player. Yeah, defense yeah. is your thing.
3: Yeah, I feel like for me, just the, like the game comes easier to me when I'm like actually locking in on defense. I feel like like my thing is I love getting stills, and especially like when they cross over it and just pickpocket. Like that's my like signature thing, I would say. And so I feel like as soon as i like am able to do that like it puts my team in a p- better position and i feel like i'm more relaxed offensively and i'm just able to be like okay like let the game come to me and just kind of like i don't know work would, my way that way would you yeah. ra- okay
1: here's a would you rather then would you rather um, have 30 points and 7 assists or have 18 points, 6 steals and 5 blocks
3: 18.6 <laughs> I mean, to 5. I, know. I don't know where the blocks is coming from.
0: Those blocks would be fantastic. The blocks is coming from. Maybe rebounds. <laughs> okay, rebounds. Blocks. We'll talk rebounds.
1: <laughs> so so you you would rather have a you you take pride. Would you rather have Okay, here's another would you rather. Games on the line. You guys are playing Texas and Shaylee and the in the games in the Marriott Center. Um, games on packed. the line. Would you rather have the ball in your hands? Um, down by one, and you make the game-winning shot. doesn't matter what the shot is. Or would you rather be up by one, Shaylee drives, and you pick her pocket on the way to the – and the game <laughs> ends with you with a play on defense?
0: That's a good question.
1: Which I mean, would you rather do?
3: I'm all about winning a game, like go winning the game for my team, but – the second one sounds pretty good. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Either scenario <laughs> is, is a pretty good
1: one.
0: <laughs> Those, are good. Those are both good ones, right? Yeah, yeah. Before we get to five questions for Amari, because we've done them with yeah, you, but we did, but we did bring already. back your answers, so we can oh, talk about that. Yeah. Um, how hard is it going to be to pick a starting five Oof. with this group that you've put together?
2: Um, yeah, pretty hard. I haven't like we. I don't even like going there right now because yeah. I want to see what they did in the off season. I want to see them come back and what they've added to their games we had uh, player meetings with all the returners right? right and these little freshmen coming in i won't say little but the freshmen coming in they got to earn their stripes and so i i just want to get them out there and get going and get playing and see what happens like i'm i'm excited to coach this group there i think when you talk about pressure the pressure is more on me of how i can find the rhythm of them and make sure that yeah. they can play together um, that's where I think the pressure is.
0: What's the timetable of having the team here for workouts and then off to Italy?
2: They get back June seventh, but we have camps that whole next week.
0: Okay,
2: um, and then we can start practice June twenty sixth, and but it's just like the four hour practice, and then we back ten practices up to we leave August fourteenth. That's
1: okay. exciting. I have, I have another one, one other for Amari, and I don't know if you guys on time schedule. Or can I ask for one? Okay, so so we had Jimmer here. Um, and we had Tyler Hawes here, all-time lean scorer on the men's side. Um, And Tyler told us that from the time he was in seventh grade, he never left the gym without making 100 free throws, ever, from seventh grade. Wow. And then Jimmer, we had Jimmer in, and Jimmer said, yeah, I would never leave the gym until I make 100. That's the same thing. And he goes, but I would see how many I could make in a row. And we go, like, well, how many... Would it take you to make a hundred? And he goes, oh, not more than like a hundred and three or four, <laughs> and we'd be like, okay. And then he goes, one time I made one fifty two in a row. Then I missed one, and then I had to make one because I couldn't leave on a miss. So I made one fifty two in a row, and then I missed, and then I made one fifty. So I was one fifty three of one fifty four. Wow! So that's some serious work, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. And 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 they're both ninety plus percent career free throw shooters.
0: And when right? the game was on the line and they were at the free throw line it's like great like we didn't we
1: weren't even afraid to jinx them we would just say well they just filed jim or they just filed tyler like he'll make these like mm-hmm. he's just gonna make them because he's just done this so many times what what's what's your ritual before leaving the gym what do you do
3: um well i always finish with 10 free throws i shoot 100 but i like break it up uh, throughout my workout but yeah i finish with 10 free throws and then i always do like a fun little shot, but I have to make it. It's got to be three, too. Like, it's got <laughs> so like to be like...
1: ten free throws, and you have to make all ten, right? Yeah. And then you're going to finish with some fun shot, and it's got to be made because you can't leave on a miss, no, right?
3: No, never on a miss.
1: Okay. I like it. Free throws uh, are terribly underrated. Yes. Uh, and they
0: decide so many games. And when you look back over the body of the season, you see how many the team attempted and how many they made and how many points left right there at the line. Uh, it's a wonder that every player doesn't shoot 100 in the gym every morning who really want to excel and be good? How do you grind that into their, look, I, I can't have you at 61%. I've got to have you at 87
2: Well, I feel like, too, I mean, we shoot free throws in practice, but I like them, like Amari said, within her workout, right? So yeah. do a when drill. When your legs
1: are a little tired. Yes, do yeah. a
2: drill so you're tired and you go to the line. And it's not just sitting there repetitive and, you know, go do another drill, and you go back to the line. Go dr- like So then you're getting at your 100 free throws throughout the time um but yeah i try to mix it up in practice where we run first and then shoot yeah so then it makes it more realistic for them yeah um but they got to do a lot of outside of practice on their own because when we have that many girls and that many that much time or whatever there's not enough hoops to go around yeah
1: Yeah, so yeah
0: what number are you gonna wear
2: one
1: is that (laughs) what you wore in high school yeah did you get promised that when you signed by the coach,
3: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I hope I get one. <laughs>
1: hey,
0: listen, your, your dad clearly has not enough going on oh at the gosh. house tonight. He oh. said, "What's he saying?" Hey, now? Said the oh1 Cougs won it all through offense of with course. smiling faces. Yeah. You've had to heard, you've heard that true. story before. He always brags
2: oh, so that he's the last one that won. <laughs> what was it, the conference title
3: and yeah. the West title?
0: You know what? He's he right. Can't. He is right. He's Trent. right.
3: I'll yeah. give it to him, though. When he wants to defend, he'll defend. But he loves Well, offense.
1: and guess what? At the <laughs> end of the game. You
3: can't stack up against Big 12 title,
1: though. That's even, coming. Even, even, yeah, That's he won't right. be. Able, once you guys That's go right. win a Big 12 title, he'll have nothing, nothing to hold up to. to that. That. Nothing to say. Nothing. nothing then it'll be me and Amber
3: amount. against him <laughs> <That's> all, <laughs> right. all day long.
1: He, I will say that when the game was on the line, even that 0-1 team, when the game was on the line, they could get a stop. They could. he could go get a stop. They were free, you know. Very free offensively, and, and they were a fun team to watch. And your dad could just flat out shoot it, yeah. right? But but if they had to get a couple of stops down the stretch, they could muster it up. They had enough athleticism; they would get stops. But down it the helped
2: when you had like they had a lot of pieces, right? Like, right. like that's right. what and you McKellie look
1: Wesley at: Kelly Wesley, Day, Travis all right. Hansen. Like and, 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 they, those and had they, good. they had some good. they had some dogs too. Yes. Like when yeah. I say dogs, like Not some competitive. Like you. competitive Dudes on that team. We
3: have a highlight tape at our house that we watch every, every so often.
1: <laughs> <laughs> every week, Monday night,
2: when
3: we BCR. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, like you said, they had some big dudes, and yeah. they had all the like blonde hips yeah, you know, oh, the frosted right. oh, yeah. tits. They all thought that they were swaggy so, or something. And that,
1: that's that, M- that M- McKelly, right? Yeah would you mess with that dude back in those days no yeah and you couldn't stop him on the low post i love mckelly and he's the nicest guy in the world. i still wouldn't mess with him no no,
2: no. He, he, stopped in, he stopped in about a month ago and i was like nope yeah he, is a, he was, a, he, was a,
1: he was an enforcer out there that was it that was a physical team that was really skilled which is a nice combo right mm-hmm. so now your dad has every reason to brag but who would win a free throw shooting contest between you and your dad
3: I mean I feel like we already have established this because in Hawaii we all we all lined up played twenty one. I thought this
1: was just shooting. I didn't think it was free (laughs) throws. No, it was
3: free throw competition. It was all competition. It was twenty one what, twenty one on the line or seven. Oh you guys playing
1: oh Yeah.
3: And so it was just down it was down to me and my dad. Amber got out first. (laughs) Oh wow (laughs) then 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 Jason and my dad and then Trent choked, and I
0: took it dough. Wow! So you kidding. won the f- in a in a straight one to twenty free throw shooting contest. Uh, who wins out of the four of you? Not in the in the game think? of twenty one. What do
3: you think? I want
1: Jace.
2: To... Oh,
0: Jace! Oh, wow. Jace, okay. now, Jace now, is going to be a, a uh, sophomore Boise yeah. State, right? Yeah, sophomore yeah. Boise yep. State. Mm-hmm. So on the here, team up there.
1: Yeah. So here, here's a different question. Is he better than you? No. And, no. I want, and I want you to answer this, and you can choose yourself too. Okay. Okay. The game is on the line. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's it's, it's Oklahoma-BYU in the Big 12 championship game. Men's or women's? It's both because oh. this is a universal question. Universal. This is, it's Oklahoma-BYU in the championship game, men's or women's. And, and it's tied, and your team has the ball. No, actually, you're down by one, and your team has the ball, and you get fouled. And now you need somebody to step up and make two free throws, one to tie it and the second one to win it. Who in the family are you putting on the line in that Don't situation? Me. Be honest. <laughs> Come be on so,
3: be Come so honest on, front. Right
1: <laughs> Trent. Uh, <laughs> you okay,
3: Trent I life? would say that too. Besides myself, like I believe in myself, but like
0: you, go you put Trent on the, line. You put your dad My dad's, on the line. He's
2: been through so too many, like tight he's
3: tarts. been in
0: beta. italy games,
3: yeah. italy games well,
0: like, back it yeah. up back it up a few feet and who who wins a three point shooting contest one to 20. Trent
2: will get off the bench after making fun of the kids and walk out and just knock down shots like he just doesn't so I don't know still, why he's, you know, he's still got it and it's annoying, <laughs> it's, annoying. It's,
0: whatever. it's it's good that he still has it but who takes second do you take second or does jace who's who's the second best three-point shooter
3: Oh, Trent's not the best three-point shooter. Let's be clear. He's no. a good free throw shooter.
0: <laughs> oh, okay.
3: Three-point shooter, I would say it's between me and my brother. Yeah. Jace is yeah. a really, really good shooter. What yeah. what,
0: where, what happened to your skills in this? I'm thing? like the full-time rebounder. <laughs> she's I'm
2: like the, the ref, too. Her, she's got to break up the fights. And um, I cook the food, and I clean the house. Is,
1: and let me just say, if we have to choose in their prime, right, Because when I do this with the boys about football, like, well, they played a different position, so they cannot compare throwing the ball to me. But when when we compare, it's like, let's talk about primes, right? I'll put your mom defensively against anybody.
3: I've never watched my mom play, to be honest. I don't even think we... I'll
1: put her defending anybody because she has the will to defend.
3: Oh, I agree. I would. I would have. She could, would clamp. Could you lock her down? Maybe not me, but she would clamp. Jace. <sighs> yep. Would
0: you? Could you lock her down?
2: Yes, all day, every day. Am <laughs> I yes. prime.
1: No, prime? In her prime.
0: prime. No, in her prime. I'm It's a different. Prime. It's a different game. She gets the best prime.
2: perimeter offensive player <laughs> and shut her down.
0: Just I don't know, shut man. it right down. No, no, no. All right, we got five questions you
2: guys for like you. Starting fights, huh? <laughs> we're, just, we're
0: just, enjoying this. Feeling this the is awesome. On our way home, we'll be
2: arguing
3: about <laughs> so it. So great yeah. to have you both
0: here. All right, we have five questions for you. Well, okay. Your mom already answered these. so we'll revisit. Come, sure. But we're going we'll to revisit gonna. your mom's answers as we go Af- through this. After you, do rapid fire. You don't need to think about it too much. Okay. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here
1: we go. Favorite sports movie?
3: Glory Road.
0: Glory oh. Road. Your mother, your mother picked Hoosiers. Remember that?
3: Oh, that's fire. Good job, Amber. Thanks.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> your favorite singer or band? And I and by the way, your mom was money on this.
3: Uh she probably picked an old time one. I'm uh. not gonna lie. Um I mean I love a good Justin Bieber no. song, Rihanna, Beyonce. So what's your favorite JB song? Um I would say anyone. Anyone's pretty good. I nice. didn't I
0: didn't think she'd go with Biebs. Yeah. So is that who... That's, we're going with the Biebs? I like yeah, he's you. just right.
1: a good singer. You know what? I, I love You Can Go and Love Yourself because it's just a jazz guitar, one instrument and him. And I'm like, they just killed that song with just one instrument. So. Your
0: mother went with a Notorious B.I.G. Yeah. She went with Were me. you surprised? Is that surprising? Um,
3: not really because... So she made my dad's highlight mixtape and she had like Snoop <laughs> Dogg, Notorious B.I.G., like all these... Fire song, so I respect it. That was she, good. Picks
1: right. she picks a band, she picks a performer that in warm ups might be playing at a game on the road, which <laughs> I think is awesome. How she rolls. So I, I had so much respect for Notorious B.I. This
0: next one, this next answer yeah, this brought game. on a whole different conversation, but let's go with
1: it. She earned a tremendous amount of respect and then lost it all in one answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so here we go. Your favorite breakfast cereal,
3: um, I like Cashy Go Crunch, the peanut butter
2: kind.
0: Really? Cash, go. Yeah. What okay. is that? Is that like <laughs> Captain Crunch? What are no, we
1: even like talking a, about? It's, it's like, like a
2: protein. Why like can't you guys yeah, yeah.
1: have normal cereals? <sighs> what what,
2: uh, what did you pick? Like
3: flax? No, steel-cut like,
1: steel oatmeal. Steel-cut oatmeal. oatmeal with honey. What's going on? That's not a breakfast cereal. Well, she... she thank you. Breakfast she thank you. Was I was right. looking for Captain Crunch, or lucky charms, no, and she no, came with cut oatmeal. No. She came with that. And
0: we had a discussion as to what that even was.
3: We... We... Growing up, we didn't have very many good cereals. I mean, the best we had was probably Cheerios. <laughs> and so yeah, Italy <laughs> doesn't have sugar cereals. Italy,
0: oh. Yeah, so is this it an like Italian cereal then? What what is you, you say? Cruch- no, yeah, what is that? It's, what is it?
2: It's literally just like... It's like an organic, like a like protein. protein what, aisle, what
0: aisle would I find
1: that at the you can store? You yeah. I just stepped <laughs> my common. game up. I just <laughs> stepped my game up because you know what I had before I came here? I'm going bring these guys some cereal. They're For, actually for try. dinner, I had Frosted Flakes before I came here today. Yeah. Oh, perfect. That's yeah. why we're. Yeah. That's why. Look, why you you're so feel good feel with the body. questions. You got to feel the body. Hey, I, have okay. to, I have to tell you, Kyle Van Noy and Marissa, first of all, they're, they're nutty, but because they're like super like... Like, I think they're rubbing their kids' hands with their kids too, milk by to the make way. sure, you know. But no, they're amazing people. But Kyle's like, Oh, we would never feed our kids. Sir, what do you say they, they gave give them
0: protein shakes? They have spinach. protein
1: shakes for breakfast with spinach oh, wow. in them.
0: Welcome to the new day. Here's a spinach protein shake. Like, I said, I'd Go right Kyle, back to bed. One of
1: them's yeah. one. <laughs> it's like it doesn't matter. <laughs> so
0: we'll deal with them later. That, yeah. So okay. So, so
1: whatever that was.
0: I I'll be honest, that. I didn't expect that. Oh well. I, oh, I, look,
3: see? I, see? See, that's oh, there that's is. the best, oh. the best oh. kind. Everyone go try it, please. G. And tell G. me. G. Let me put go everyone crush. on real quick. This is the best yeah. cereal ever. Do you Wait put
0: sugar on it Do you or put what? milk
1: on
3: it? No, you just yeah. put yeah. some almond milk almond or milk in there.
1: So almond milk in that. Ten grams of protein. I actually could eat that. See? No, that's really good. And it tastes good. I honestly don't eat cereal. looks like a granola bar good if you
2: put uh, chocolate almond milk in it, so then it's like a little peanut butter and, peanut
3: butter they and chocolate. They make
0: that chocolate almond milk.
2: Chocolate
0: yes. That's okay. all we have in our. DJ, right. wait, <laughs> to come
1: up with that. I'm gonna You're have to a fascinating out. family. Yeah, that awesome. <laughs> Amari, I'm gonna try it, and I'm gonna report. Should, I'm yeah. gonna report back. So, so Linda Murray says it's in the cereal aisle. It's just another kind of cereal, <laughs> like granola. It's yeah. probably further. I go where all like the colors like, are, the bright colors, like chill a little bit. Okay. So, okay.
0: All right, number four.
1: Your favorite basketball moment. And and it, it it can be that you were involved in, or it can be just a basketball moment that's your favorite moment?
3: My favorite basketball moment was probably last year at State. Um we had gone to State every year that I've went, but the first game like the my first year we took like fourth, second year we took third, and then this year there's like kinda like, Oh is Burley gonna win? Yada 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 and we won the first game and the second game was the semis and that was a pretty big game. We were playing Preston and they were a really really good team um and so i had been tight the whole game and I just I know myself I was like I just need to make the championship game and then I'll get it done like I wanted to ring so bad <laughs> and so um before the game my dad just um like gave me a hug he's like you know I'm, I'm always there with you every step of every step of the way so uh when we won um, I got pulled out a little lo- like a little bit early and my coach put in the freshman's um, and I remember I ran back behind uh, the bench and I gave my dad a hug and we both got emotional and he's like, you did it. Like you made a championship game. He's like, now get it done. Let's go. And like that, just like, obviously my mom's coach and I feel like I share so many, um, like just memorable moments with her, but um, having my dad there every step of the way, just was, it's, it's like different, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just, it was just really special. So that's I, awesome. I that's that. a
1: great moment. Good. Great moment. <laughs> Speaking of the head that's coach. Right. I forgot they were in Burley. Did you guys live down in that giant like place down there? No. By the river? <laughs> no. What's that place called?
2: <laughs> there's too many mosquitoes by the river. Yeah. Blue,
1: oh, blue something. What's it called down there? Blue lakes. Blue lakes. Yeah. yeah. Down in blue lakes. We yeah. just went, we just went up to Twin Falls for a basketball tournament with my grandson. Oh, that's awesome yeah so we, were, we we drove right by burley i thought of you guys so. <laughs> all right number five yeah and then and this one you mentioned you mentioned lots of great moments with your mom but what what or what's with your dad or with your dad no she said she had great moments with her dad or with her mom but this was a special moment because right. with her dad but what's your favorite thing about your head coach at byu um
3: uh, my favorite thing like okay so in high school like We had girls that were, like, wanting to work hard. And, um, but obviously, like, it's a small town. I mean, we still had school late because kids had to get up and, you know, do their chores on the farm. Like, it was, like, a really small town. And I feel like my coach just was able to get the most out of all of us. And, like, by the end of the year, like, honestly, we should not have won a state championship. Like, if you look at everyone we had, like, if you just, like, lined us up against the other team, like, you'd be like, uh, they're losing. Like, but like, Coach got everything out of us. She just put in the time and effort and um, bought into us. And so we'd do skills every practice. We would, you know, work hard. And I feel like she just is able to, like, pull us together and just gets the best out of all of us. And um, one thing I loved is we had so much team chemistry. And I feel like that's exactly why we won is because all of us were willing to just – get on each other's backs and just go forward together hand in hand. And so that's what I love about my head coach. <laughs> yeah.
1: Is that, is that the formula then? She doesn't call me mom, is that the, the f- way. As you guys, as you guys <laughs> go into it. the big that's 12, right. is that the formula?
3: Yeah. I feel like that's what we need. We need team chemistry and I mean, we need to be all bought in. Like you can't win if it's just one person shining every night. Like my mom always says it may be you and maybe her, but it's always us. So
0: Is she pretty good about flipping the switch or is she just the coach like 24 hours a day?
3: (laughs) No, she's pretty good at it. I mean, um, at first it's kind of hard just because like – you like kind of you know obviously you're gonna bring it home like if you have a crap practice she's gonna like, go into a room be like hey what the heck you know what i mean <laughs> but i mean we go get our nails done together every two weeks like we do stuff like that just like have you know mother bonding yeah. but you do
1: pedicures because i think they're way underrated i didn't know until yeah yeah we go yeah, yeah. As but i did i did learn that you you really really need to shave your legs when you go to get it a- <laughs> Because the, the first time I went yeah, with like, with my girls off. and... Yeah, the first time I went... Um,
3: oh. Oh. <laughs> he brought it out. Seriously. First, the first crazy. time
1: I went... was crazy. No, it's after guys. seven. <laughs> We're after nine on these yeah, cars. Yeah, it's <laughs> after nine o'clock, so it's okay now. But <laughs> the first time I went with my girls and my wife... Um, you know how they massage your leg? Yeah. She starts massaging, but there's so much hair on my leg... <laughs> Like it won't even massage and it's just like this mess. And and then she looked all frustrated and she said, Your are legs are like so hairy, I can't even I can't even do the massage. And so I'm like, Okay. I will shave it the next time. So the next time we went, I shaved my legs. And and we went in and the massage went great. Then I went home and got in bed. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> That is the greatest feeling ever. Shaven legs in between the sheets. You guys, you guys, have witnessed it. Like it's, it's like it was oh like a gosh. revelation to me. I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I will shave my legs for the rest of my life. Oh,
3: so. well. Did you, did you shave with like a razor or like an electric? Like? No a razor. Oh, okay. just shaving so razor down to the skin.
1: Yes, <laughs>
3: I'm proud of you. I respect it. That's okay. awesome.
1: You have to. So you have to. You you have next? to do it. Uh, well, no. yeah.
3: You, you. It looks no, like they, you need a pedicure. He with won't him.
1: go for a pedicure with me. He's got I've that, had one in my life that was awesome. No, he's got it's those. Just sn- like he's got those snaggle nails. You know, like he can't. He can't like go. I'm, I'm going in for he I'm going in for go. a
0: massage if I'm going to go into <laughs> yeah that kind of stuff. If you uh,
1: have the snaggle nails, you shouldn't even take your socks nails. off. You your,
0: ma- your mom's favorite Italian dish. You know what it is?
3: Um, arrabbiata? I do like that. She. That's not what is she that,
0: told us. Not, it's not what she what told knows? us. No. Uh, risotto. Oh, risotto. Yeah.
3: Risotto good. She okay. makes a mean risotto. Yeah. That's, that's sure. what she
0: said. She made a, made a um, I'm going to have ask, this will be a bonus question. We'll get you <laughs> out of here. Thank you. But, um, we asked your mom for, uh, uh, her favorite advice from, from her, from her dad. And it was, don't let the highs get too high and the, the lows, lows get, get too, too low. low. Yeah. Uh, what's your, what's your favorite quote from your folks?
3: Hmm. Um, my mom says that a lot. So I would say that one is probably one of my favorites. Um, my dad always says, "Don't drink the Kool-Aid." I feel like, like, like you uh, asked me at first, like the four stars and stuff like that. Like, it just doesn't matter. It's just all about like who you are as a When's person. When's the last time
0: you've had a glass of Kool-Aid? It is outstanding, <laughs> especially if it's grape. Yeah,
3: uh, I don't think I've ever had Kool-Aid. Yeah, really I don't think I Kool-Aid. Ever had Kool-Aid.
1: Kool Aid is it like if there's kids on the side of the road and have a Kool Aid, just stop and you give stop them fifty cents it. and get one. Uh, nope. Usually,
3: like our neighborhood, we just barely bought some Otter Pops from some of the kids. Yeah,
0: there you go, otter pops. That's otter pops another very underrated treat <laughs> that'll get pops. you through the otter summer. So. Uh, Amber and uh, Amari Whiting, for, thanks for coming. Yes, it's good yeah. to have you here anytime. and it's we fun. look forward to have you welcome here anytime welcome to Provo thank you um, we missed you last summer but we're, we're not missing you anymore so yeah. <laughs> we're excited and, and for you every, we're
1: really excited for you guys to go we're excited for next season but everybody's excited for you everybody's excited for this this basketball program on, on and everybody keeps coming up to Dave and I and saying man the women's sports are way better equipped to compete in the big 12 <laughs> yeah <that's laughs> so true. we're expecting you to shine.
2: Well, thank you. Thanks when you so take man. the team
1: to Italy,
0: will you be doing all the cooking?
2: Oh,
3: no.
0: Just to show them you know how to do it? <laughs> pizza Probably and gelato like every
3: day is my vote. <laughs> pizza, pizza and gelato. Every day? Every day.
0: Are you going to at least do one because you're, gonna go you're at, a, a, a good cook?
2: We're going to go to a cooking class, but yeah. I think we're going to go as a staff and the girls are going to go do something else, yeah. like a uh, uh, dinner. But
1: gelati's in Rome is very good, by the way. It's not far from the Trevi Fountain around the corner. Gelati. Oh, really?
2: Uh That's ice cream. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so when you're looking at the cherry fountain, it's like right to it's the It's like, yeah. Yes, yeah. so good, right? We got uh, cinnamon so there, remember? Yeah. yeah,
1: I have to tell you, like when we were in Italy, well, every time we've been there, um, and we're with our kids, we'll get gelato every night, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then all of a sudden, kids will be like, where's dad? Where'd dad go? And then I'll be coming back out of the front and be like, <laughs> round two, round two. <laughs> I got two gelatos every night when I was in Italy.
3: Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> I, I would no, cut back a,
1: on dinner a little bit just so I could have two gelato's Okay. Yeah. Day.
3: Gelato. gelato's really good. I feel like everything over there, like it's just like more fresh and it's just so good. It'll be like uh,
0: flashback for you, right?
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. that Linda Murray says
1: gelato more than once a day. That's what we did too. See, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about, right?
3: Yeah. There. This girl knows her stuff. She yes, she does.
0: Stuff. Okay. So. All right. Thank you. Yeah. you guys. Thanks so much for coming on. It's nice to meet you.
1: Thank we we love having you on. Great thank to see you. you guys. Look
0: forward to the schedule. We look forward to calling the games. We're going to have a good time. Perfect. Thank right. you. Give,
1: thank give, you. Trent, give Trent a big hug for us because I feel like his his ego has been a little shot. Today. You know what?
0: We're going to we're gonna have him on the show. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then he can, you know.
1: He can correct anything that was said <laughs> and, wrong. And then you guys can
0: sit at home and send in pot shots like he does. Yes. And dispute everything he says. Yeah, thank you so, All right. Thank, thank thanks, you. Thanks Drive for safe. coming on, you guys. Uh, hey, the Amari, keep,
1: keep grinding. That knee's going to be great.
0: I can't think of anything better than uh, coaching your kid or having your kid play for you at this level. So
1: yeah, so fun to be able to spend. Be. And you know, we've we've had multiple coaches that have had a chance to coach their kids at BYU, and and the ability to spend time each day is really a cool thing. It's really a blessing, and so I'm, I'm I know that that's been really really fun to to have Amari in the program since January. I'm sure it's been awesome for Amber. Next week, Gennaro
0: Guilford is going to join us, the cornerback's coach at BYU. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, he just picked up another player, the transfer from Weber State, and he's got Eddie Heckard, the All-American who's already down from Weber State. So Gennaro will be here in studio. Mitch Matthews, the man who beat Nebraska, will be here June 6th. Also in June, Fessy Sataki, the receiver's coach. Harvey Unger, the running back's coach. Sherry Dew, the executive VP of Deseret Management Corporation. CEO of Deseret Book, huge fan of uh, BYU and a couple of others. So, yeah. And then the next thing you know, we're into July, and 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 all of a sudden it's yeah. all. Have back you announced on us. your
1: book yet?
0: Uh, it's uh, it's coming out this Christmas. It's gone to the printer. We'll so talk I, about have, have it
1: later. We, but we haven't even announced it, right? No, but we I, haven't even. I'm announced. just gonna tease it.
0: We haven't even said
1: that Dave has worked with Deseret Book. Yeah. And he's we he's, got a book coming out. He's he's penned a book. And that's all we're going to say right it's now. It's a children's
0: book. It's uh, BYU football, and uh, it's available this Christmas. Yep. And that's all we'll say. But when it comes out early, we'll oh yeah, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it. it. So, so here's everyone the thing. should own it in the free everyone world. Everyone
1: knows that I think Dave's, if not the best, one of the best writers I've ever known. And so, Thank and that, that whether that's writing a script. Uh, writing a story for the Deseret News. Like like you all know, if you read anything that Dave's written, he's a phenomenal writer. And You don't get to see what we get to see because he writes all the scripts for all the shows that we do. But um, I, think, yeah. I would expect that this children's book is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be cool. So, I think
0: everyone's going to want it, uh, not just because of just how it's put together. And you know what doesn't go out of style? The alphabet never has. And um, BYU football. That's right. Those two coming together. Yep. So we'll, we'll keep you up to speed on that right. a bit later on. Uh, let's get on to some headlines on campus. With uh, Here we are sitting at the end of May, but, um, man, there's a lot of things going on. Start with men's golf. Yeah, men's Big golf. week.
1: They, they finished second at the regionals and advanced to the NCAA championships. Remember, you had to be in the top six to advance, right? And they were sitting just outside of that after a couple of rounds. And, and it's like, hey, don't worry about it. They're going to be just fine. And then they played a phenomenal last round and they finished second in regionals. They advanced the NCAA championships play begins this Thursday for BYU at Greyhawk golf club in Arizona. It's down in Scottsdale. I played that course. Phenomenal layout. It's great. Um, they'll play their final round on Thursday to avoid playing Sunday. So the NCAA tournament goes through Sunday. So BYU will play the final round
0: first. I always find that to be weird. Um, Because it can really help you or it can really hurt you, especially if if all of a sudden the day you're out there, the weather's terrible. Right. And they've had that happen to them before.
1: It it could be an advantage because it could be great on Thursday. And and you shoot lights out and the pressure's on on everyone else. Yeah, and so it could reverse. But you're right. There's been a couple of other times when they have it now. BYU's last national championship in golf was in 1981, my freshman year.
0: Let's get another one. Let's go get one. Let's get one. Men's basketball. BYU's going to play Fresno State on Friday night. December first at the Delta Center in Salt Lake City. That's when Christmas around the world moves into the Marriott Center. So the Bulldogs and the Cougars in Salt Lake, and then uh, nine days later, BYU's back up there to play the Utes on December 9th. It's kind of uh, one of the home aways from home as we go up there and have a great time.
1: And doesn't it just seem right to call it the Delta Center again? Yeah, it feels that's the it's just, place of well, our just, youth. It's just and when the Jazz were. Playing in the NBA Finals wasn't it the Delta Center? Yeah, yeah. It just feels right for it to be the Delta Center again.
0: Jake Wiley just got back from his mission. He went out as a BYU signee, and he signed with Utah this week. So yeah. that, there's a, a crowded roster in Provo. They've done a lot of work in the mm-hmm. portal, and um, and and we might see some more roster shuffling. Uh, and 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 here's here's one of them.
1: Yep, that's right. And I, we don't know all the behind the scenes on that one. Well, we know a little, but. Uh, but we won't get that much into it, and some sometimes there's more to it than, yeah, than just oh he wanted to go someplace else. There's a lot that goes into that, um, and there's a lot of numbers games that you have to play to fill a roster. And you know what BYU's got a, a complicating factor that very few places, well almost nowhere deals with, and and that is trying to figure out the numbers going in and going out, yeah. and then factor missions into that, and now add the transfer portal into that,
0: and add the Big Twelve into that.
1: Well, and then add this add that we're still recovering from the covid year when everybody got an extra year it's 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 difficult to be at a regular old place with no missionaries going in and out let alone be at a place right now and i know that every sport has had to deal with that as yeah. try to figure that out and they're going to be beyond that and they'll always have the mission thing but they're not going to have the covid thing to complicate it as well here in another year so
0: track and field's got a big week the men and women uh, they, they have 64 combined entries wow. into the NCA West Preliminary Meet in Sacramento. Uh, that's the second most in program history. The BYU men are ranked number nine going in. The women are number 20. Competition starts tomorrow, Wednesday. And you know what? When you have 64 entries, it gives you, a you have an opportunity to get so many into the championships, like Texas often does that you can win the championship. Right. So this the, is a big week in Sacramento. The
1: rankings don't always translate to how well you do. It's about depth and places and points, right? Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes um, you can figure, finish a lot higher than 9 or 20. With that many entries, I will not be surprised if they finish higher than than those two national rankings.
0: Fantastic. So,
1: so how about uh, softball? BYU finished – in second place at the NI National Invitational Softball Tournament in Fort Collins, um, they had a shot to win it. They were leading seven to four with two outs in the top of the seventh. Dang it! Come on!
0: It's so hard <laughs> to get that third out. And I, I,
1: Iowa went on a five-run rally and they ended up winning nine to seven. Mm. Uh, so they went three and one in the tournament. They finished thirty-five and seventeen. Uh, they give Gordon Eakins his 800th. 800th career victory. He's been on the
0: show, and uh, congratulations. Yeah, congratulations.
1: That, that's, that is an amazing number. All
0: 800 at BYU. Yep.
1: And guess what? Softball's now in the Big 12.
0: Big 12. They're done.
1: They're in the Big 12 now. So
0: Baseball news. We congratulate departing third baseman, Austin Deming, today named the WCC Co-Player of the Year. So a team that took seventh place, Mm -hmm. Co-Player of the Year. That's how good he was. He also won the league's triple crown. He batted a 418, drove in 66 runs, hit 19 home runs. He was on Sports Nation this morning with Cole Gamble. We had a great conversation. You can see it at BYUSN.com. It looked like at times this season he was hitting softballs up there.
1: It was just so easy for him.
0: Yeah. He and made he it look of the strikes easy. on And he had 24 doubles yeah. just just all over the place. Cooper Vest, a sophomore who's going to be a big piece of the Big 12 for BYU. Uh, second team, Gamble, relief pitcher Boston Mavius, honorable mention. And Luke Anderson, outstanding at second base, all-freshman team. So Vest, Anderson, Maybe yes, those will be big pieces next year.
1: Right. So, Cougs finished 24 and 28. Trent Pratt's uh, Pat's first full season, because remember, he took over partway through the season last year. Yep. His first full season as head coach, up next for them is the Big 12.
0: Speaking of the Big 12, and I got a question for you, and we talked about it today on Sports Nation. Baseball America projects seven Big 12 teams in their tournament Oklahoma, Texas, West Virginia, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, TCU, and Texas Tech. The Big 12 had seven teams in the big dance this last year. Oh, wow. So who has a bigger challenge, basketball or baseball? Oh. And this morning, while you think about that, uh, I answered that I think basketball is now, after their additions in the portal, Mm -hmm. is more equipped to go in there and compete in the Big 12 uh, than baseball, considering that they're both heavyweights, you know, you get seven teams in the NCAA tournament in either of those two sports. You're dealing with something extra special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, baseball's got a lot of work to do, but and I thought I think basketball's done some good things.
1: Yeah, I do, and and I think basketball's not that far removed from being really good. where yeah. they're an NCAA tournament team? They've been to the NCAA tournament in recent history, so it may be a little bit further. I mean, it it's the best league in college baseball. It's the best league in college basketball. That's yeah. I mean, and you, if, could argue, you could argue the SEC in, in baseball too, right? Right, but, they're pretty good. But, but in basketball, there's no doubt. It's the best basketball league in the country, not even close. If you
0: added, as long as you still have Texas and Oklahoma, but if you combine, let's say, baseball, basketball, football, mm-hmm. uh, women's basketball, those four combined, is the Big 12 not the best, most competitive conference in America? Football, you'd, you'd lean to the SEC, okay. Baseball, I think you lean to the Big Twelve. Basketball, you certainly lean to the Big Twelve, men and women, and um. Yeah, would could, would you make that argument? The Big Twelve is the most competitive of those in those four yeah, sports. Yeah, I would say yes in the country. Yeah, this is not all SEC. They got they got they got good teams, but they have five really good football teams, and so we'll give them that. Right, but I think the other three: baseball, basketball, women's basketball. Oh yeah, go to the Big Twelve.
1: Yeah, absolutely. they don't go to the
0: Big Ten, and nope. they don't. The Pac-12 is good in women's basketball,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but, but that's but, it. But they're top heavy. Yeah, that's it. Yep. And so, you know, kudos to the Big Twelve, and they they got a lot of momentum. And that's just not what we're Big Twelve homers. It's it's the facts. You know, you throw in those four sports, and yep. where do you go? You're throwing track and field, and you're including Texas and BYU. Yeah, you got to go Big Twelve.
1: Yeah, and not and and cross country. Yeah. You're throwing, soccer, you're throwing a women's perennial soccer? national championship contender and other, like, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, it's, yeah, and women's soccer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great league. There's no question about it. So, speaking of
0: 12, BYU's 12 year run in the WCC is over. Um, greatest moment. What was it for BYU?
1: Oh, gosh. I'm, I'm trying to think of
0: what... I, I, my mind goes to the wins over Gonzaga, especially when they were number one no, in 29-0. No,
1: number one on the road, right? Yeah. Up there was, was a big, big deal. Soccer
0: making it to the championship <laughs> they, game. They were pretty good that... Yeah, that, that was...
1: I, I, honestly, one of the things that came to my mind was during the COVID year, and it wasn't WCC because BYU's football team was in, independent, but... During the COVID year when everybody kind of shut down, BYU football just kept plugging along. And it's in the yeah. last 12 years. And that's the first thing that came to my mind. They were in the national spotlight like no other program that year because they played games and they took that game on short notice to go back and play on the East Coast and all of that. So that was that was kind of a cold moment. It doesn't count as WCC.
0: Men's basketball played through COVID. Yeah. And that was the year where they were on their way.
1: Yeah, that, and, was, the, and, that was the best team they've had in the last five or six and years. Then, and then
0: the tournament was canceled.
1: But But I... I would probably go with the women's soccer team playing in the national championship game. Is is the yeah. pin, pinnacle moment? So there've
0: been a lot of a lot of big ones, a lot of highs, and um, the biggest been, there's surprise. There's been some great
1: cross country during that time as well on, on both men's and women's.
0: Is your biggest surprise the fact that the BYU men did not win the WCC? Absolutely in basketball because we always not, we always make sense that they didn't because yeah. of Gonzaga, but we always thought they would.
1: We thought, hey, they're coming out of the Mountain West. And at the time, the Mountain West was a three- and four-bid yeah. league in the NCAA tournament. We're like, okay. We just
0: finished Jim Romania.
1: Right. So so here comes BYU. They were a top-five program right. then. They're moving into the WCC. Sure, Gonzaga is there, but they just beat Gonzaga in the NCAA tournament with Jimmer, Right? Right. So BYU certainly is going to win more championships in the WCC than they did in the Mountain West. And it never happened because Gonzaga stepped on the gas. And so that to me, that's the biggest surprise. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree with that one. Yeah, Uh, Commissioner's Cup dominance. BYU should win that again this year. I think they've almost won it every year. The the sports are, uh, as a whole, the sports have been spectacular at BYU. Yeah,
1: and and BYU in the in the what's what's the cup called nationally? Uh, It used to be the Sears Cup, but it's
0: something. Director's Cup. Cup. Director's Cup.
1: They're they're always right up in the top. Top twenty. They're in fall. They're in the top ten. In fact, multiple times the last couple years, they've been number one coming out of fall sports.
0: One thing I've appreciated is uh, the WCC was so accommodating. Yes, BYU needed a spot for their sports. Uh, They weren't going to compete on Sunday. Okay, yeah, Uh, we'll work around that. And um, I I just thought it was spectacular.
1: The, the, The two commissioners that we that we worked with at the WCC, the presidents of the league. They were amazing to BYU. And and BYU should look back on this time in the WCC with a lot of gratitude, for sure.
0: And BYU is really good for the WCC. and yes. and, and BYU TV's growth um, over the course of the 12 years, you and I and Spencer and Kristen and Jerem and our all our broadcast crew, uh, we got to know all the coaches, um, earned their respect, men's and women's, especially basketball. Uh, and then uh, they didn't have football, but... But uh, it was, um, we earned the respect of the fans. Fans love seeing their team, not BYU's team, their team on BYU TV in their house because they get the channel. Right. And we had to we had to win them over in that, hey, we're not going to be, we're not cheerleaders. We're not rah-rah guys. We're going to call it right down the middle. They had to see it to believe it, and they saw it. And, uh, and over the course of all those years calling the WCC tournament, uh, towards the end, we ended up as... We showed up as their friends. Hey, right. Blaine, Dave, as opposed to, oh, those are the BYU guys. They think they own this place. Right. You know, they got a big TV truck and all. all that's true. But we were their friends in the end, and I thought that was a, a sign of BYU TV's growth.
1: Well, and if you think about it, we did that first WCC tournament the year before BYU was in the WCC yeah. It
0: was tournament. you, me, and all these teams and They're like, who are those who guys? Who are these guys,
1: right? Who are they and, doing? And, and then we did it for, for all of those years, for those 13 years, really. Yeah, right. Right. And uh, yeah, they were unbelievably gracious. And and BYU brought first rate, um, you know, technology and broadcasts uh, to, to the WCC. And it was a great, great part. And we we're in their
0: homes. They just didn't have an outlet that, yeah. hey, how are we going to get this game? Just look at your TV listings. Uh, we're channel 27 or yep. 35. Or, and, and then there's the app and all that stuff. They didn't even have to have the channel. Right. But that was a lot of fun. But I thought the, the most important thing of the whole run through the WCC is they facilitated football to go independent.
1: Right, because if they don't say, hey, come here for all the rest of your sports, because, you know, the that needed to happen. They They needed a landing place for everything to be able to say, let's make this stretch and go independent football. And so the WCC, if, if for nothing else, and there's a lot more than this to be grateful for, we should be unbelievably grateful for that, because Independence has prepared BYU and set them up to be the first pick for Big 12 expansion. Mm-hmm. And they're in, in a great position to transition over, especially with what they picked up in the transfer portal and what they've got coming back, to compete in that league moving forward. And I, if they just stay in the Mountain West Conference, I don't think they're as prepared from a football perspective to compete at that level. And the reaction from the commissioner,
0: I thought, was was impressive. It was, all right, we knew this day was coming. Thank you for participating with us. Thank you for all that you've brought to the league, and and best of luck in the Big 12. Right. And everybody's leaving. Um, and I just thought, you know, that that's... It was a good run. It was a yes, good so run was. for everybody, and and now BYU's in, in the Big Twelve, and and uh, the WCC is going to go on with Gonzaga and St. Mary's, just like it was before. Yep. Um, but hopefully they're conference. a little better now that uh, the the exposure they got from BYU TV and yep. playing the Cougars. I know they got on ESPN a lot more, and and uh, so it was. It's good to have over, but as you look back, it was a fast twi- 12 years. Who can say that was a fast 12 years of anything in life? That was a fast 12 I feel, years. I
1: feel like it was a fast 12 years. For yeah. sure.
0: For we, us. We put on a lot of miles. Yes, we did. We <laughs> ate a lot at, at the Orleans Arena. Uh, no, we ate
1: too much at the Orleans <laughs> Arena because it was our only option.
0: <laughs> That's right. That's right. So. All right. Let's, uh, we love rankings, mm-hmm. and some rankings came out since we were last together. Uh, seven BYU grad schools among the top 100, uh, according to U.S. News. And they looked at 10,000 graduate and specialty programs. And uh, this is not just a sports show we thought we would roll out the rankings. That's It's pretty right. cool.
1: Let's start with the law school, um, which was the highest rank. Well, no, accounting. We're going to get to that at the end because right. the accounting program is ridiculous and always has been. But the law school, highest ranking ever, number 22 law school in the country.
0: Do you think if we get a power forward, the law school can crack into the top 20?
1: You know, here's here's the thing about (laughs) our
0: quarterback. They
1: always are ranked the top value. So when you look at tuition for the value of what you get at BYU's law school and then the job placement and potential earnings, it's always right at the top every single year. But 22, it's the highest ranking ever for the law school.
0: MBA ranked 35th, MPA 57. Yeah,
1: that's Gavin's got his MPA, so top 60 program. That's pretty impressive. Speech and pathology, 63rd. Pretty, Pretty impressive.
0: So math 86. This is, uh, again, they, they rated thousands. Thousands of programs.
1: 10,000 grad specialty programs. Nursing, 89th. So very good nursing school. Computer science, 97th. And accounting in a specialty grad ranking, number four. Yeah, they're, it's like BYU, MIT, like... like Every big accounting firm in the country has somebody in the upper rankings of the running that company that's a BYU Mac. Yeah. MASH is an accounting grad. Congrats
0: to all those programs.
1: Yep. Fantastic stuff. Movie
0: night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. They announced it today. It's coming back. This is a cool thing, and Blaine will announce the movies here in a moment. But what it allows you to do, you got to go to the stadium uh, and set up uh, blankets down on the field. Same field that the guys will be playing on. Or you can go sit in the stands if you want to do that. The concession stands are open, so you can get nachos and all those things. Uh, and it's a cool night in the stadium watching a movie. You know, they used to do this before the big screen. Right. Now they've got the giant screen. Oh,
1: that thing is, and it's got great quality, and the speakers will be will be going. And it's free. It's our favorite. Now, the but, concessions
0: yeah. aren't free, but... The night is free, and that's our favorite price.
1: And what a great fin- – yeah, if it's free, I'll take three. No, it's for me, and it's I'll take three. Take, it's thanks, a bye. All right. So, so um, we'll roll out the Yeah, May, out. May 27th. So this Saturday, unfortunately, I will be in St. George. But one of my favorite movies, The Blind Side. Um, the stadium opens at 8, and then the movie will start at 9 p.m.
0: The Blind Side has been a favorite of a number of our guests as the best sports movie. Right. And, you know, and over this Kingsley, last year.
1: We'll be playing The Blind Side
0: this next year. <laughs> you know, from my house, I can get the binoculars out, and I could watch The Blind Kingsley Side. Kingsley
1: and Nani. we got to have them on as guests. Yeah. L- I like that recommendation. Is that like
0: confirmed? Is that a thing?
1: Well, Amber and Amari I confirmed know. it, I we'll think. will have to so. check that out. All right. And then, and then there's
0: uh, the second night.
1: Yeah. So June 23rd, which we're going to try to make, is my favorite movie, Remember the Titans. The stadium opens at 8. Um, and the movie starts at 9 p.m. that so night.
0: So grab your kids. If you're in Utah and you can get there, or if you're out of you're Utah, visiting, can you can plan on it. it.
1: Yeah, and then don't forget on the, what is it, the 1st of July? Yep. Stadium of Fire? So a couple weeks after that, June 23rd, remember the Titans? Fill that place up for journey. I like
0: that idea movie night. Yeah, I love it. The crank that so. in there. And it gives, it gives fans a chance to get in the stadium. Yep. We love that place. Yep. All right, on this day. May 23rd in history as we roll out with our final thoughts. Yep,
1: 1785, Ben Franklin announces his invention of bifocals.
0: Now, on occasion, you and I will both put on glasses because we need to see better. Put some readers on. Thank you, Ben.
1: I don't do bifocals, but I do readers. Er, Yeah. So, 1788, South Carolina becomes the eighth state to ratify the U.S. Constitution.
0: Way to go, South Carolina. The first Preakness Stakes. Take place in New York on this day, 1873. and They just ran the race again last Saturday. They've been running it since 1873.
1: Yeah. Wow. That, that's wild. How about 1922? Walt Disney incorporates his first film company. It's called laugh a gram Films. And I think they were cartoons, right?
0: They have to be if it's laugh gram Yeah, Laugh-O-Grams, right? Graham Mickey Films. Mickey Mouse or Walt whatever. Walt Disney, 1922. Boy, Walt, Walt Disney has um, certainly had an impact on the world. Mm-hmm. 1963, this is an interesting one, NBC purchased the broadcast rights to the AFL championship game uh, for $926,000. This is before they merged. It was
1: before there was the National Football League and the American Football League. It wasn't the AFC and the NFC back no.
0: then. $926,000. wonder what that would go for today's dinner. Well, hey, the deals second over ad billions and, of dollars. A
1: 30-second ads millions. Yeah. Right? So All right. how about 1984. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom is released, released in the United States. Are you going to the new one?
0: You know what? I, I, I've read some reviews, and they're not that great. And they're I was kind of disappointed. Great, but it's nostalgic. But I think I will. It's nostalgic. I didn't really love the last one. I thought that was a little weird. Yeah. Um, I, but uh, Diane and I watched um, the uh, one with Sean Connery the other night. Mm-hmm. Still a classic. Yeah. I think that's my favorite of the group. The, the original is good. But I loved the, uh, the one with Sean Connery.
1: Yeah, I I've just saw The Coming Attractions. We were just at the movies the other night, and, and I saw The Coming Attractions, and I was like, we're going to go to that one. Yeah, you have to. I think we're going to go to that.
0: 1985, on this night, President Ronald Reagan honors Jimmy Stewart with the Presidential Medal of Freedom Award. 1985, and of course, we, 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 uh, we know Jimmy Stewart from Mr. Kruger's Christmas, right. which is a classic uh, classic individual honored by President Reagan.
1: You know what? Uh, This one I put in for you. We we, we could use a little Ronald Reagan these days. Somebody has been posting clips of funny things that he would say from the podium. (laughs) Jokes. (laughs) Yeah, he's just, he could deliver a line like nobody else. Mm. And he could just bring people together. We need a little coming together, don't we? Yep. 2000. I know you put this in here for me. Oh, absolutely. Eminem releases his third studio album, the Marshall Mathers LP. And it becomes the fastest ever selling studio album. Isn't that interesting? That Eminem would put that out and <laughs> gone. Bam.
0: Yep. And then he was at the Super Bowl the other day. Yeah, and who, right? pr- who produced
1: Eminem? Dr. Dre.
0: Dr. Dre, of course he, he did. He
1: discovered him. So
0: Birthdays on May 23rd, 1060. We're going old you're, school you're because I thought this back. was interesting. Yeah. Philip the First, known as the King of Franks. Biggest hot dog consumer in France. <laughs> yeah. What's the
1: best hot dog? What do you think is?
0: Well, the best one I've ever had. Now, Dodger dogs were fine, but the Wrigley Field hot dog is, is the best bar none.
1: I had a dog at Fenway a couple weeks ago.
0: Was it good? It was so good.
1: There's yeah. nothing like a dog.
0: I don't know why they taste better at the ballpark than they're made in and mass a, and, a,
1: and a and a Coke at a. Did ba- you, at a baseball see, game? See
0: now, I'll drown uh, my hot dog in ketchup and mustard. That's just how I roll. Does, I put what ketchup, you
1: relish. And mustard on mine, but okay. I I don't All do right. the onions. I no. like the onions, but I don't no. do them because you got to sit and talk to people.
0: I don't need a fight. I don't I don't need to fight with my lunch. Yeah, I just want no reason ketchup and mustard.
1: So, um, how about 1952, marvelous Marvin Hagler, the boxer. Um, that was his birthday. He
0: was in some May classics. 23rd, 1958. Drew Carey,
1: Price is Right. He's okay, still
0: doing it. What was that show he had on that sitcom? Who says Cleveland? It had something to do with Cleveland. Yeah, he, it, he, it started with that Cleveland rock. So funny, song. I like
1: when Drew Carey and all of his buddies get together and they do improv stuff. Yeah, they're really yeah. good. That's a talent. So, hey, 1974, Ken Jennings, BYU alum, the highest earning American game show contestant in history. He won on five different game show shows, including over 4.5 million on Jeopardy. Ken Jennings, 1974, May 23rd. You know what? He hosts Jeopardy now, doesn't he? Yeah, he,
0: he does. I, I don't know if he's a full-time host, but he's doing some of it. You know what?
1: It. we got to get Ken Jennings on this show.
0: Yes. Yes, we do. We've
1: got to figure out a tie to Ken Jennings. Anybody has a tie to Ken Jennings, DM us and let us know. The
0: interesting thing about his deal, uh, to be a successful game show contestant. So we have guests on here all the time. They don't know the questions we're going to ask. And, um, and we give them time to think about it. They come up with their answers. These game show guys. Here's the question. Answer. Bam, you just bam. gotta have all of that. In- Your mind works differently and,
1: and know a lot about a lot of subjects.
0: And he does that. And uh, and
1: you can't be a, you can't be a jack of all trades. You have got to be a master of all trades to yeah. do what Ken Jennings.
0: And you almost it's almost like playing golf. You can't think about what you're gonna do. You just have to react oh, and then geez. just hope you're better than the other three people who are just as smart as you as they say as
1: they say in boston that guy ken jennings wicked smart
0: he is wicked wicked smart smart. wicked smart uh deaths on may 23rd there were some interesting ones so i thought would would uh, acknowledge those 1934 bonnie and clyde outlaws Gunned down by police in Louisiana. Yeah. That was the end of Bonnie. That was and Clyde. the end of
1: it. So it never, it didn't end well. No. The, the cli- life of crime never ends well. It never does. So 2002, Sam Sneed, three time Masters Championship, died on May 23rd. Slamming Sammy Sneed.
0: Our friend uh, Dan Forsman knew him. Yep. Yep. Uh, 2017, remember last week we had We're talking about uh, Pierce Brosnan? Yeah. Uh, Roger Moore yeah. died on this day.
1: 2017. Um, it was a Pierce Brosnan birthday, not a death. That's
0: right. Week. And and Roger Moore was the, an older James Bond. Yeah. I thought he was so pretty good. I, well, I was in high school and uh, uh, the looks to a kill or something. Duran Duran sang a song about, um, it, but that was the title of the movie. Um,
1: Roger Moore was it for, was James Bond for a long time. He's yeah. like he's a lot of people's James Bond. I I like Daniel but Craig. We like talked Daniel about this Craig. last week. I like Daniel Craig. I also think Pierce Brosnan was a great, great. Um, James Bond.
0: So. I didn't have a problem with any of the James Bonds. Uh, and we're curious to see who the next one is.
1: Yeah. Um, who's the... the? Um, Timothy you know. Dalton was in there. Yeah, I Timothy didn't have a Dalton problem with him either. Yeah, he was okay. I they thought were he was all good. good.
0: They, they, they moved him out real quick. Right. Our Wise Guys
1: inspirational quote of the week from Sam Snead, appropriately. Yeah, appropriately. He said, keep close count of your nickels and dimes, stay away from whiskey, and never concede a putt.
0: That's words to live by. That's right. <laughs>
1: I was like, oh, that's good. It's Count good. your
0: nickels and dimes, stay away from whiskey, and never concede a putt. We've conceded putts. Yeah. Sam Sneed was not. I, no, you putt that. What's was putt like it two inches. Put it out. Put it out. Yep. That's how he rolls.
1: And save your nickels and dimes.
0: We thank Amber so. and Amari Whiting. They're fantastic. It's fun. Amari doesn't act like a freshman.
1: No. I mean, she's been in the program since January, but she's.
0: But she just walked at Timview, you know, ceremoniously. Yeah. I mean, she's still that young. But I think she's going to be she fantastic. Can
1: she can flat out play.
0: And and I was watching film of this um, Jenna Asai, the transfer yeah. from from Oregon. She can. She's shoot it. fantastic.
1: Yeah, they 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 upgrade. They have great talent. And
0: we all know the the Woolston athlete from Lone Peak. She lit up the state of Utah. I think best player in the state. Um, I, there's some firepower that wasn't there last yeah, year. And
1: they're going to be young. But this team will grow into that league for sure. Yeah. So
0: podcast will be up tomorrow. Uh, Share it with your friends, and we encourage you again to, to go to our YouTube page and subscribe. Just, it's free, and it'll help us grow the show. So we would surely surely appreciate you doing that. What are you most interested to hear from Gennaro Guilford next week?
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, he's got some newcomers playing corner, and he's got some coming back. I, just want, I want to understand where he thinks these newcomers fit in. Right and and then how the depth's going to play out because we know BYU you got to have at least four good corners. Does he does he feel like he's got four Big Twelve corners? I think he does, but I'm interested to hear what he says.
0: So he's next week. What I would like to hear next week is that you got the raccoons out of your
1: house. Oh my goodness! This afternoon it's Dave. like four weeks, right? I had lightning either strike my house or strike by my house. It was really and, close and fry the circuit boards on all three of my garage door openers. Yeah, oh. and then um and also fried my internet. And if it th- fried your circuits,
0: you might have got hit. I well, think, I there'd think be we a hole in your roof if you got hit, but somewhere super close. Very, very
1: close. So fr- fried the circuit boards. It fried our internet circuit board. Um, so I had to open up the garage doors by pulling the string yeah. down and open those. All the cars are parked outside right now. Um, yeah, it wasn't, and then... This and all then happened we got raccoons while the raccoon guys were trying to get the raccoons out of my attic and wall, which we were not successful so doing. So they're today. still in
0: there tonight. They're You're going still home in there. To raccoons.
1: We hear them scratching around, and that's a very unsettling thing. So, yeah, we got all kinds of stuff going on at our house right now, Dave.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Find some music raccoons don't like, uh-huh. and then just play do, it do you know super what, loud. Do you
1: know what our raccoon guys said they hate? What? Back in Black by ACDC. They do? Yeah. He said we just, we, we'll put a speaker in in there and How lower do they down not appreciate down and, and play back and black as loud as we can and they don't like that and they'll leave and i don't know but we think we think what's happened is we think the mom's abandoned one or two of the babies and they can't get out
0: so we may so have to, stuck inside the wall. we
1: may have to and we can't get to them from the attic or the outside we may have to cut through the sheetrock in our kitchen to get into the wall to get the baby raccoons out but how's your day going
0: <laughs> well, it's going better than that. Yeah. I d I didn't get hit by so, hey, I a, didn't have
1: lightning knock a, a, our power out and I
0: don't have raccoons yeah, hey, every, upstairs.
1: Everybody out there, here's the here's the good here's the good thing. Don't don't feel bad. We have a great life and tomorrow's gonna be better.
0: Tomorrow is gonna be better. So. Um, thank you for watching the wise guys, Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler. We'll be back with all new stuff next week and Gennaro Guilford. And then you know what's after next week? The month of June.
1: Yep, we're there.
0: Week from tomorrow. We find the times and the locations of our first three football games. That'll be fun. The calendar just keeps moving. Thanks for listening, everyone. See you. Next
1: everyone. Week. See ya.